Welcome to As You Know, the number one podcast in the world, of course, devoted to the 2020 film The King's Daughter. That's right, I've got you all here to talk about that film instead. Who here knows about The King's Daughter? Is that the sequel to The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard? No, The King's Daughter is a movie where Pierce Brosnan and former, as you know, featured actor Kaya Scolidaria uh, are, are like, uh, he's, uh, she's like the daughter. She was in Skins. She was the, like, the bad girl right. who didn't speak. Anyways, right. that film start, you want to, that film that is coming out like this week, wrapped in 2014. What the hell? In the, uh. time, in <laughs> the time since that film has been finished, one of the actors, uh, Chinese actor Fan Bingbing, uh, she went missing for three months and then was charged more than her net worth by the Chinese government for tax evasion. Yeah, totally. And yes. Kaya Scodelario met her husband, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunters, Abraham Lincoln himself, <laughs> Benjamin Walker, and they Great have film. a five-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> they met on this film, and they have a five-year-old. <laughs> Butting in real quick, so this, uh, I guess they they started filming this immediately after the the first one, the King's Speech. <laughs> yes, of and course. Then went, and then went straight into the daughter. Yeah, well, it was a whole list of of just like like the rights really turned out to be very complicated. You know, you had three different companies, uh, you know, like vying for the production rights, release. It's a whole thing. You know, it's now when you watch the film, it's mostly just production logos. And then you get, you know, <laughs> 10 minutes of a movie. Who's putting it that, out? Like, what is the actual production company on this? Distributed by Gravitas Ventures. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. okay. This is a Cleveland-based huh. <laughs> film company. Yeah, that seems like it's definitely real. Focuses on distribution of independent feature films and documentaries. Uh, okay. Yep. Okay. Of course. Uh, let's see. Uh, directed by Sean McNamara. I just, I can't imagine having the resolve like in my own ambition and like my own, in my own art to make something that I finished in 2014 and still want it to be seen. Yes. Like, like, get, like try to get it seen for so long and it takes fucking eight years. I like, I couldn't, I, I, at that point, I would have been like, I'm going to make something else and that one's just going to be in the can. Our entire and that's fine. adult lives have happened in the time since it, this movie was finished it cost 40 million dollars it uh, opened that's nothing that's nothing yeah it opened just write that off it's fine it opened january 21st it grossed seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars so far okay well we, uh, so it's we, gonna be a word of mouth sleeper hit i think it's got yeah. um William Hurt and Julie Andrews, and statistically speaking, one of them will now die, and this will I be remembered Julie as their Andrews last film. Julie Andrews has been staying alive just long, like just to, to be make sure she's this movie. Well, thanks for another great episode. Um, um, that's that's not true. This is actually wait wait of wait wait. Hold on, I have a segue. Yep, uh, let's go. What happened was they finished this movie and then they lost time for eight years. <laughs> they checked their watch and they're like, "We have flash. a five-year-old son." <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> They have no memory. This is the spot. Here's <laughs> the smoking man hid the film reel. Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. Uh, 
Uh, but no, actually, welcome to As You Know, a podcast that's about learning to love, then hate, and then ultimately forget a television show, usually in a two-hour span. <laughs> I'm Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, exiled to a basement and investigating unexplained phenomenon, it's Matt Siani. Hi. Sent to investigate Siani's investigations and debunk them, it's Travis Marmon. I'm here to create sexual tension for nine years also. That, that went without uh, saying. A, a bit more than nine at this point. We also all agree that they were having sex off screen for the, at least the back half of the show. <laughs> Due to contract Hopefully. disputes, Stephen Doughton is not here, and we just have a body double who we will shout at at various times, and he will I, walk away into the woods. Is that where this I, is that this show? Do we have a mic set up that's just recording no audio, but it is recording? Was there then ever a character that was like written in in later shows that was very much like, remember the, old, the new guy? sort of thing oh yeah so yeah this this mic represents john doggett in the last two seasons of the show i was actually gonna say that was paul i was thinking specifically in the newer seasons there's a whole episode where they have a guy show up and just be like you remember all those goofy adventures we went on and they like (laughs) edited him into like the pilot episode and all this other stuff so Um, he's a mr poopy butthole in the background yes it is is a hundred percent like horrible fish guy thing like he's there no yeah um, but but paul is monica reyes Sure, that's that was. Oh, that the, means I get to. Yeah, I think that right. was the second Captain Marvel. Uh, but yeah, Stephen Doughton, of course, uh, couldn't be here with us tonight. He was abducted in a flash of delight when we were all eight years old. So instead, <laughs> we called in one of the dumbest boys in school, uh, Paul Vine of Thimk, our good friend, a man who once kindly had Siani and I on his podcast, and then we went for six hours. <laughs> so we are out <laughs> to break some skulls tonight. I just just started talking about that last night of of reminiscing about the uh, post Malone wine incident of twenty 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 one. I don't even remember what year that happened at this point. I think it was last year. Was, uh, I think so. Your your co host on that podcast went to bed but kept the stream up, which you know that's a sign of that's, uh, respect. That's real post and and keeping that that's going. Uh, he was supposed to be here. <laughs> He was supposed um. to join us and <laughs> has also, um, you know, he's now uh, in the backwoods. So we picked X-Files this week. Yeah. There's an episode where there's like a person who's being stored under a bed, right? Yes. The famous, famous episode of the X-Files that was banned for three years and not allowed to be shown home. Yeah. Was it because it showed uh, like a plane uh, crashing into a building? It was. It's literally <laughs> just what if the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was an episode of the X Files? Yeah, that that um, is, and, or like Hills Have Eyes. It's pretty. It's a rough watch. Still, like I get mm-hmm. why sounds, they didn't want that on TV. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really unpleasant. I don't like the sound of that. But maybe I did like the sound of this week's choice, which was the X Files, and it was my pick. And I decided let's do a thing that we don't often do, which is fill in a Ian specific only blank spot because I had never seen more than maybe like two or three minutes of the X Files in my life before today. Well, congrats on the beginning of your journey and the end. I hope not. Nope. 
holding true to the show, having seen the final episode of the X-Files, I can understand why he is reaction. You know what? I don't want to get involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like I, he would know enough to, to just be like, yeah, maybe the end of the second reboot season, maybe I can stop before then. Yeah. I don't know. I would uh, assume that yeah, he the pilot to some extent. Maybe while watching the pilot, I thought to myself, you know, I also really like Silence of the Lambs. And then yeah, just kind of left the it at that. The tone changes dramatically between the pilot and even the second episode of the first season. Like, yeah. it re- like that did not feel like an X-Files episode. I, neither of them really did. Like, th- they didn't have any of the classic stuff aside from, like, Mulder being pretty goofy. Is he goofy? I know so little about this show. I really don't know that much. Uh, uh, an unself-aware type of goofiness. I believe last week I referred to it as saying, there's a guy who smokes cigarettes, and you were like, yes, the cigarette-smoking man. And I was like, <laughs> right. are you fucking it was, you, kidding You me? had his name, but you just said it through Google Translate twice or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, let's go. Matt, I know that you you and Paul both have longstanding relationships with the X-Files. Yeah. Uh, let's go with you first. Tell me about it. Uh, I watched the X-Files... I graduated from like Twilight Zone and stuff like that. Honestly, it was like, are you afraid of the dark? Twilight Zone, X-Files. Uh, and have like my opinion on the show hasn't significantly changed since I was like a kid. I still have this like almost like sense of wonder watching this show. Like I, I said last week, I think this is probably my favorite show of all time. And I will stand by that, I think. Even even I'm going to end up defending the mythology episodes when you guys saw how garbage that shit becomes. <laughs> also, God. are you watching Lost for the third time right now? I'm watching Lost. I just finished Lost, and I watched it for the second time. It concludes just as disappointingly as I remembered, but I liked the last season more than I uh, expected to. And I liked seeing uh, Desmond punch Ben and then throw him in the water. More people should get thrown into water when they lose a fight. This <laughs> happens in the finale of the X-Files. I was going to say, in a sense, somebody gets thrown into the water after losing a fight <laughs> in this uh, show. Technically twice. That's kind of like the, the wrap-up. Yeah. You're right. It does happen. One person, you think the one person loses because they got thrown in the water, and then another person <laughs> loses by getting thrown in the water. <laughs> I have so many questions, and we'll get into that. But, Paul, you've yeah. also watched The X-Files in full before. Yeah, so for me, um, The X-Files occupies that space. I mean, I've gone back and watched everything, but it occupies that classic, like, I can't sleep, Adult Swim has stopped showing anime, and is now showing whatever original broadcast bullshit that I don't care about. Um, so I'm just going to flip the channels. Whatever Renegade Angel is now playing. And you're yeah. like, I got to get And so it'd be like, okay, it's 2 a.m. I'm going to flip through the channels. And Sci-Fi Channel would always show like the X-Files at like 2 or 3 a.m. The perfect and you could time always to watch tell, it. Yeah, you could always tell it's an X-Files episode because the way it's shot. Uh, the pilot and I think the last episode don't necessarily convey that. But like after the pilot, like you can tell it's an X-Files, just the way things are lit, the way that it is shot, the green of it. The Vancouver of it all. Yes, it is so clearly an X-Files thing that I could just like flip it on and go, I don't know what the hell is happening, but I know this is the X-Files and this was before like phones or like I'd have to go get a a TV guide from Kroger to confirm, but (laughs) um, 
Yes, and then uh, probably much like Siani, I would say this is my favorite show. I think um, the only things that I can think that may be top that are lost and like the leftovers. Travis, how about you though? So I was uh, much like I think you alluded to at the end of last week, Ian. I was very scared of this show at a young age, probably because that theme song is still the creepiest thing of all time. Yeah, uh, have you heard like, the major key version? Yes, of it? I've heard the major key version <laughs> that sounds like a new age cult song or whatever. Um, <laughs> I watched, like, it, it was on Netflix for a while, and I watched the first season of it in, like, 2014-15 very slowly because I'm like, it is cool. I'm very interested in the kind of stuff in it. But also, as as you know, I am uh, somewhat allergic to procedurals, even though the procedural episodes are the better part of the two types of X-File no. episodes to me. <laughs> Matt is and shaking his head care. no. <laughs> uh, and also, like... It's, it is very dated, um, all the 90s stuff, so like that would be hard to get past. And I think, I don't know, I don't think I've ever managed to like watch all of a show I've never seen before that like went on a long time and like really actually get through it. And like, and not even hmm. considering the reboot seasons because those didn't exist yet when I was watching this. Um, they but, shouldn't exist. Yeah. The, but I was like, it's interesting. And then it like switched, it like changed to Hulu and I didn't have Hulu at the time, whatever. Uh, and I, I fell off it, but I remember I generally, I had to be in the mood for it, but I usually enjoyed it. Uh, and the theme song, yeah, again, still creeped me out. There's even like, like to get the, the full X-Files experience to me is the first season episode where there's like a evil floppy disk <laughs> and like episode. that episode is just like, I don't, I mean, that's a, maybe a reductive take, but it involved a floppy disk and like, uh, it was, it was Wait, not good. Is the reductive take that the floppy disk is evil? Uh, yeah. Are you saying that perhaps <laughs> I'm the trying to, I don't know I've like watched the first, <laughs> yeah, is that it, ghost in the machine? It's is, something is it like the, that. And, and. Like I was like, well, that was stupid. And then the end credits start, and it's do 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 do. And then I was just like very unsettled in my own home, just from the, okay, the okay, first few notes okay. of that song and the whistling, and whatever. I think I think I think it's Ghost in the Machine. That is the episode right. with the that the anarcho techno hackers is like a line. Yeah, that said. that's probably right. I think I watched a few episodes of season two. Like, isn't the fish guy season two? Dude, that the, episode is fucked the, up. The host is like like first oh. episode of season two. Yeah. Second. Oh. And like that's really good. And then just like what, I never I just didn't find the time and motivation to keep watching it. The fluke man. The fluke. fluke that's man. God, that yeah. shit yeah. is fluke. fucked up. Yeah, I think I was like, that's really cool. And then there's like the really boring episode with the vampire no. nightclub. And then I was like, Oh, oh yeah. Uh, wait, boring sorry. episode with <laughs> it was the vampire so nightclub. It was Listen so to yourself. <laughs> you only like boring vampire media. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I hold on. I'm with Travis. I'm with Travis on this. That episode is not super great. However, there's a great moment where there's a dude just like locked up in a police cell, and the sun rises, and he just like starts screaming as that he bursts in the oh, flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, oh, are vampires real? <laughs> Listen, it was a world before Blade. They didn't know that they could have blood sprinklers in the vampire nightclubs. Yeah, there was no um, raves at the Vampire Night Club. Yeah, this, this was like, you know, you're like, oh, we're going to the club. And then you're just like, ah, right, it's just like a shitty bar. I think that's also a Crycheck episode, if I remember correctly. A person that mm. is I'm, not important to... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah like, who is that? Is a Crycheck? That also... That <laughs> My favorite character. Every part, time he shows up, I do the Gene <laughs> Parmesan thing. <laughs> I think part of my interest in the show was also that uh, I was a huge, huge, huge Breaking Bad fan, and knowing Vince Gilligan was a writer on several episodes, mm-hmm. but I don't think I ever got to, even to the point where Vince Gilligan worked on the show. The humor is the main thing that I notice that is the same. Mm-hmm. Like, 
like the way that Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are funny is the exact same way that the Gilligan episodes of the X Files are funny. And there's there's like a slowness to some of the some of the later season X Files stuff that he was doing that is mirrored a little bit too. Like it like the, as a, there's a lot of tone shifts in this show uh, and that era of Gilligan writing and mm-hmm. what I I forget exactly. That's like what his middle role of the run somewhere. Yeah, I, I think it's to like me, third that's season. The most interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm third. looking at this actor who played. Um, I'm sorry, Alex Krychek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I'm like, I've never seen this man before in my life. But, um, but he pops if we up kept everywhere wa- for some reason. What the hell? And if we had kept watching Supernatural, we could have seen him play Elliot Ness. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's not, that sounds correct. <laughs> <laughs> I spent the whole pilot being like, wow, Supernatural really did just rip off. Yeah, yeah, no, Supernatural was 100%. Was they just mentioned like, it like three times by name. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they do everything. You know, it's traveling cross country, solving paranormal stuff. There's sexual tension between the two leads. Please ignore the supernatural leader brothers. Stop uh, it. Shot it in Vancouver. And, yeah, just the Damn. difference is like, I don't think Mulder and Scully ever like killed Zeus. Or don't went to don't worry, or archive of our own. You are represented here. <laughs> <laughs> They're always represented here. Uh, of course, The X Files is an American science fiction drama created by Chris Carter. It revolves around FBI special agents Fox Mulder and Dana Scully who investigate X-Files, marginalized, unsolved cases involving paranormal uh, phenomenon. It ran for nine seasons with 202 episodes, and then uh, from uh, September 10th, 1993 to May 19th, 2002. And then in 2016, they brought it back for a six-episode 10th season, and they were like, wow, that was a hit. Let's do that again in 2018 for 11 uh, for sorry, for ten episodes in the eleventh season, there were also two feature films, a full-on phenomenon. I'd say both feature films are actually pretty good too. Yeah, I um, I think the two thousand eight one is less good. But, it's less uh, good, but it's still pretty good. The the yeah. first movie like is it's the watchable myth, is yeah. the myth arc, and the second one's just like a it's, monster it's of a the week. Episode, it's right? a really long standalone episode. Yeah, because the, the first movie, I think they were not sure if they were going to get renewed for a sixth season. So yeah. they kind of were, okay, this is post-season five. Like, if this <laughs> is where we have to leave it, then this is where we want to leave yeah. it. Uh, yes. I've clicked, on, I've clicked of course, on X-Files, I Want to Believe. Yes, the 2008 Supernatural thriller. Matt, when you say long, you just meant long for an X-Files episode, right? I guess. Like is, it, is it long? like an it's hour 104 and a half. minutes. That's, yeah. long. Like, that's a long movie. <laughs> Movies shouldn't it's be that long. It's over 90 minutes. That's long. That's, that's long. It's <laughs> Matt, over 90 minutes. are you minutes. kidding me? I see 104 <laughs> minutes. I'm like, I could eat three of these. That's insane. Also, I eat movies. I don't watch them. I eat them. Matt, Matt's so living weird. in the universe of that TikTok about complaining about two-hour-long films about the Serbian government. <laughs> Through the eyes of a pigeon, I wondered if that TikTok was going to come up today's <laughs> podcasting. Give those to me. Was Give this- me the Serbian film Through the Eyes of a Pigeon. <laughs> Sounds great. Was this the first, uh, like, really big Fox non-comedy? This is the reason why Fox uh, basically Survived. exists. Like, Fox yeah. Broadcasting continued. This and The Simpsons were... Mm-hmm. Uh, this yep. was the first show that cracked the top 20. It was a super important development for them in becoming a powerhouse in programming that... Pretty much every still, other Fox procedural after it is the X-Files yeah. but blank. It Just like every fast food chain is Chipotle, but blank now. Fox still exists as its own thing. It's not part of Disney, right? Because they couldn't buy it. Wasn't that blocked? No, they both they own Fox. They, they own they the had X- to sell off. 
They had to sell off the sports, Fox Sports. Yeah, I thought they also did not get the network, but they own like the X Files. This is a Disney property now, I believe. It's that's on yeah. Hulu. Okay, okay that's well, that would Hulu. be yeah. I was also like, or I was like, shouldn't this be on HBO because it's 20th Century Fox? And it's hard to keep up with 20th all these Century Fox is now business. just 20th, 20th century. century and mm-hmm. is owned by Disney. It's Warner Brothers is on HBO. Everything. Okay, yeah, go, go, yeah. Go, go, Warner yeah. Brothers, HBO is Warner Brothers. I don't know. That's a fun, where the bros a fun are. homework assignment would be we could watch the Simpsons episode with Mulder and Scully on it. I, if we watched the Simpsons episode that featured every character, <laughs> oh like, my god! Every show we've done is probably almost every show only we've Fox done has gotten ones, a Simpsons. I think that might be the only Simpsons episode that I've actually seen. What? Yeah, I've not seen The Simpsons. I think the one with Mulder and Scully is the only one I may have watched the full episode of. Really? Wow. <laughs> what? And I've seen the clip of Weird Al on The Simpsons, and I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've I've seen more clips than I've seen episodes, but I've definitely seen a lot of The Simpsons still. And I don't I I don't watch animated shows as a rule. And yeah, somehow I, I've seen a lot I, of The Simpsons. I understand that part for you, but I can't believe, Matt, that you weren't like me, which was the like time to do the Seinfeld into Simpsons and then immediately yeah. into dinner uh, block. Uh, is of that your on night. your like UPN station or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Which I believe it was UPN. How do you guys feel about Chris Carter? Chris the Carter of the X Files. Chris Carter uh, fucked up the X-Files. He had so much good shit to work with, and he was like, what if I did the worst possible thing I could with this? And yet you like the alien myth. Uh, Until... A man of contrast. So he started the alien myth really well, really strongly, I thought. Like, I know people kind of dislike it from the beginning, but I I really think there's a a period where it's good. Like, at least engaging. I I like conspiracies where the U.S. government is the bad guy. I, I think that makes good TV. can't believe Matt thinks that. That's wild. <laughs> you know why Matt doesn't like Chris Carter? Because his surfing stance is goofy-footed, which is something <laughs> Wikipedia page is prominently alerting the, I, me I to. I can't even... Oh, there's the, the personal life thing's early on it. This bothers me. Although that doesn't even... Yeah. Uh, uh, where does that come up on here? His personal life section is too early in the Wikipedia page for you? This is No, it's, I went to contents, and I'm like looking at the bottom. Early like, life. No Chris Carter life. was born on October 13th, 1956 in Bellflower, Co- oh, okay. California. His father worked in the construction industry. He described his childhood as fairly normal and was fond of both Little League baseball and surf. His surfing stance is goofy-footed. <laughs> Next point. <laughs> Gary Busey and Keanu Reeves chasing down Chris Carter. He was an avid like, surfer. He began writing at Surfing Magazine for 13 years. He was his wow. editor at 28. That's, I did not know. Wow. That. Is, there, is there any surfing content on the X-Files? I don't like think Mulder so. There's not a single episode. Because they're like, we're filming this in Vancouver. We cannot do a surfing thing. It really yeah, glosses over. Yeah, yeah, well, and it was set in fucking you know Virginia, so or DC. Yeah. Uh, so it also yeah. it, it always seems like autumnal on this show too. It is. Know. It is a thing where like the ninety percent of X Files episodes are either in DC or in Middle America because yeah. like like half of them take place in like rural Ohio or like there's yeah. an episode in Queensgate, which is like the <laughs> like west side of cincinnati <laughs> that's funny um and that's like a bunch of episodes because that's what Van- vancouver passes for yeah. it also fits though like that's where like spooky paranormal shit would be is like oh, where there's not a lot of people to see it your isolated area like in the woods yeah. all that kind of stuff well then there's a los angeles season that all takes place in uh warm climates like they're like okay now everything is in arizona <laughs> like now everything's in new mexico yeah, um, 
Well, that was, that was because uh, David Duchovny was like, I will leave unless we start filming in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a lazy Californication king. was born. He's, the seeds were planted. Yeah. Man, does he look like he's in Californication in this finale. He looks like dog shit. He, he looks bad. He looks <laughs> bad. Rough. <laughs> My notes are like, oh, he's cute in you the know, first one. And then, <laughs> you know who looks incredible in the finale is the king, Mitch Pileggi. Yeah. Is well, that... That's, that's Skinner. The bald man. Oh yeah. Okay. I ref- uh, yeah. I, I I told Paul this before you guys logged on, where I was like, it was fun to watch. Be like, check taking notes. Like, check out these bald kings. Maybe they're important. Someone will tell me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Skinner uh, is very important. To, to, yes. To, to piggyback though, real quick before we forget, yeah. uh, Chris Carter should have had the X Files forcibly taken from him after Absolutely. like season se- six. <laughs> yeah, probably. Absolutely. And like, and like, it should have been entered into the public domain so that other people <laughs> could do be better things with it. Yeah, because God yeah. Damn. Hand, it, hand it off to <laughs> literally anyone alive <laughs> would have done <laughs> like a, a five-year-old <laughs> child. But my favorite show of all time. Together. I hate the majority of it. This That's is not the majority <laughs> of it. I think so. It still kicks ass. It's just not the X Files. You um, can tell when Chris Carter is doing some fucking nonsense, though. Yes. But the show is still good. Most things at a certain point should be taken away from their creator. I'm saying the death of the author should be a little bit more literal in this sense. <laughs> Shows, hey, yeah, yeah, I mean, let's I, go, my baby. stance has always been like dramas should not run more than six seasons. Uh, uh, that's no, the thing. My, fa- my favorite season of the X-Files is the seventh season. So, <laughs> Fuck you, Travis. Which one's season seven? That's the one with uh, the amazing Malini. Uh, oh, the one yeah. that has Shia LaBeouf as a kid with jaundice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one about this is the, the greatest show of all time. <laughs> the one yeah, about no, the fast seven. food worker who keeps removing a wig and like eating people. <laughs> <laughs> season seven kicks ass. Season seven is like the fucking insane season. Um, yes, it also is a, this like, is crossover the, with cops. I was gonna say is, that's the cops <laughs> one. How do you do yeah. a crossover? Wait, with how do you do a crossover with cops? It, it's an X Files <laughs> episode shot like a cops episode. Oh my god! It's, it, That's it, is, it opens up as a cops episode, and then in the middle, like like middle of the cold open, Mulder and Scully are just there. <laughs> <laughs> And if you watched it at the time, you did not know this was happening. You were just like, holy <laughs> fuck. fuck yeah, you wouldn't even have like the TV telling you that this is X-Files. Right. You'd have like, to go to Kroger to confirm. <laughs> and you'd be like, well, this doesn't make sense. They're airing what? an episode of Cops here. Oh, my God. Janine. Janine. <laughs> it's Scully. Get in here. That's what no, it was like little, to watch TV in the 90s, right? Yeah, it was a thing where like. On streaming now, it opens up with a little blurb that's just like, this is an episode of the X-Files. Do not be alarmed. But in the 90s, it was like War of the World shit. Where it's like, oh, fuck. A werewolf is eating L.A. <laughs> Freddy Krueger is real, and he's killing people in like the and south side of Los Angeles. And they're arresting Man. David Duchovny and Julian Anderson for something. Like, <laughs> yes. This is a weird X-Files crossover, like weird way to promote the show. Um, yeah, uh, season seven also has a uh, first person shooter, which is not oh, a good episode man. of the X-Files, yeah. but definitely my favorite because it's got um, just like Mulder in a fucking like sleeveless vest half the time wearing the dumbest sunglasses I've ever yep, seen. Yep. What season has the KKK so, baseball aliens? That's season five, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's like definitely the greatest, cold, the the greatest cold open the to a television show that ever happened is that one, I think. So my my only right. argument against season seven is that 
they choose to wrap up the Mulder sister timeline or uh, storyline, yes. and it's right either before or after the cops episode. So it's like, wow, this is kicking ass. And then they just it, like that is Chris Carter, like not just swinging a miss, but like spinning himself around with the bat and then the bat hits him in the face. And then there's like a little curly cue over his head and everybody's laughing because his pants fell down. So, Matt, you said that the second episode is where things like become much more X Filesy. I mean, over the course of is the that first because few, Seth Green appears? He does appear, why? and he's yes. he he gives a great performance. I think because I've now Googled and I pulled up the Vulture list of look who guest starred in the X Files before they were famous, and they've alerted me to the fact that you know, of course, Titus uh, Welver was there, uh, Bosch himself, or you know, if you're one of us, um, the uh, the Smoke Monster. Yes, I was going to say the Smoke Monster. Yeah. Uh, um, the episode with Jack Black and dude, um, I was just about to bring up that one because his character was named Bart Licori Liquor. It's liquor with an I on the end. Is that's his a name. sick name? Uh, he runs an arcade in yeah. that episode. It fucking whips. It introduced me to the band James, which I love that band. <laughs> Kurtwood Smith, of course. Richard Belzer plays Munch. Wait. Yeah, this is in the Munch first, yes. I think. Yeah, they do, they do a Homicide Life on the Street crossover. <laughs> of course they do. Sure, of course. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Octavia Spencer plays a nurse named Octavia. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. Here we go. Shia LaBeouf, Sick Child. Uh, Jane Lynch plays a mutant insect that is assumed the form of a human yeah. high school who seems to kill Aaron Paul, a student filming a jackass-like <laughs> oh, stunt yes. video. That's, that's like um, a ninth season, late eighth yeah. season. So... And uh, to bring it back to Lost, Michael Emerson plays Oliver Martin, mm-hmm. a man with tele- telekinetic powers and an unhealthy obsession with the Brady Bunch. Oh, yeah. that's right. He's yep. in the Brady yep. Bunch episode. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I forgot about that. Apparently. Se- season eight pet- and season nine are the weakest for me. That's a pet I cause actually came of, to uh, love oh. season nine because I am a strong uh, Gish gang member. They really they love early up. Smashing Pumpkins and then they really fall off quick. They fucked up what they did to fucking Monica to our girl. Oh, okay. a That's... slap in the face to the Gish Gang. Those re- those fucking reboot seasons. So, what was the platform that really alerted, like, drew you to the Gish Gang? Was it the whole like, you know, <laughs> no circumcision? <laughs> Is Annabeth Gish a huge anti-circumcision activist? <laughs> no, that was a Yang Gang joke. Okay. Uh, um, I, I wish I had. <laughs> I wish I was fucking Nardwar for X Files. Just pulling all of this out. And you're like, what the fuck? I mean, here's the thing I want to bring up, which is, uh, you know, I was trying to figure out how Chris Carter went from being the 28 year old editor of Surfing Magazine yeah. to the, the creator of the X Files. But it's because his wife had connections to Walt Disney Studios, so he was hired by uh, the by the father of Quibi himself, Jeffrey Katzenberger, or sorry, Jeffrey Katzenberg, um, to uh, to do that. Where he penned things like The Brat Patrol and mm-hmm. Meet the Munsies, and then he had like a bunch of unproduced television pilots called one include one's called Cameo by Night with Celia Ward, and I just like the phrase Cameo by Night, like. That's a brand new life, phrase, uh, yeah. which was described as being similar to the Brady Bunch, a copter cop. I copter. can only imagine <laughs> copter, copter cop, copter cop, copter cop, a helicopter. <laughs> it says a science fiction series that was hampered 
by the inability the, to, to, to fuse human flesh <laughs> with the rotor well, okay. plates. <laughs> he got he got to work at NBC because of a company softball game where he met the president of NBC. Oh, fuck off. Jesus but then the Christ. president of NBC was injured in a car accident, so I guess that meant Copter Cop was off the table. Yeah, somebody was just like, this, this show is cursed. <laughs> they're like, we're getting ready to sign Copter Cop, and the president got injured, and they're like, we can't air this. He also had a show called Cool Culture, which was influenced by his passion for surfing. Um, okay. Cool Culture. And Chris Carter is great because he did the X-Files and then they let him do a bunch of other shows and they all sucked. <laughs> um, I, I shouldn't say sucked. Millennium seems fine. I, I'm halfway through the first season of that. Um, but he did something called... Harsh Realm. Harsh Realm, <laughs> That's which is a named sick, after... That's like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh Realm is named after uh, a hoax from like 1994 that's, that's the, in grunge, uh, grunge yes. culture. Yeah, the grunge, oh, grunge where they Where they made up things yes, that the, they would say to the New York yeah. Times. Yeah, so Terry Quinn, the Harsh, flop. So yeah, Harsh Realm is a, uh, is a bummer. Uh, Terry O'Quinn in this television show. Terry O'Quinn is in the X-Files and in, he's like a main actor in Millennium. He's in the first X-Files movie. I have to watch Millennium. Uh, He's all, he's all over. Also, uh, one of the actors in this is, uh, his listed name here is Max Martini, which is a cool name. His real full name is Maximilian Carlo Martini, which is an even cooler name. (laughs) And he was, um, he was, he's an American actor, but he was one of the Australian pilots in Pacific Rim. He's the father of the, of the father son duo in that for my my Pacific Rim heads out there. God damn. Also, he did a show called the after, which was an Amazon show, a post-apocalyptic drama centered on eight strangers. One of the strangers is Jamie Kennedy. And that's all I care to find out about that (laughs) television show. They're on an elevator, and one of them is the devil. Uh, <laughs> if you saw created by Chris Carter, would you groan like the audience of the movie did? Uh, the movie theater I was at did when they saw from the mind of M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> when that Absolutely. Uh, at at this point, yeah, I'd probably watch it. But yes, I would groan. <laughs> I, I I think when we actually talk about the episodes that we watched. I can go. I feel like I can get really into the details of what Chris Carter did with that final episode. That is yeah. so fucking infuriating to me. Well, I've never heard a better transition on this podcast to get us in to the meat of the matter as we yeah. talk about pilot the pilot episode. Sorry, I, I immediately got off track because I saw the budget for the pilot episode of X Files. Forty two thousand dollars. Two million dollars in nineteen ninety three. That's Holy insane. Shit. And they couldn't even get fucking Mark Snow to do the like theme until the second episode. I was so disappointed <laughs> that there was no theme song in yeah. this first one. Menace to Society was only three point five million dollars. <laughs> that was a nineteen ninety three film. I think the budget comes through in the in the uh, in the text. Certainly compared to regular episodes of the X Files from this era, it <laughs> looks a lot nicer. Yeah. It did really make me want to rewatch, of course, as I already said, Silence of the Lambs. That this opening of this show is Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, it's like, all right, here's our new, you know, FBI agent. We're going to assign you to this particularly unique case because of your skills. These two are hyper competent to the point that I got mad at them, though. 
where they were like, um, Scully, you're a doctor. And uh, but now you're an FBI agent, and and also you're and, like a you have a degree in physics, and like yes, you did your undergrad and told Einstein he was wrong, <laughs> and then there's like Mulder uh, psychiatry at uh, Oxford. And you're like what? Yeah, the thing is, is that Scully's the type of character that if this came out like ten years later, everyone would be calling like a Mary Sue and like getting really mad about. But instead, she was hot, so a bunch of dudes just like jacked <laughs> off to her and got away with it. <laughs> to be fair, has anyone ever been as hot as Gillian Anderson is in the X Files? I don't think it's ever happened. So this is what it's like to be on the other end when I'm talking about. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> never like been Russell one of those guys. Like, obviously, she's an attractive woman, but I've never been one of the <laughs> like. For there, for so many people that like Julian Anderson is like the hottest a person can be, like for a specific type of nerdy guy. Do you haven't have you seen the photo shoots that they did for like some later seasons of the X Files? No, do they Where, do, like really like glam the, ones. The photo shoots look like don't tie into the show at <laughs> yeah. all. It's just yeah. like. Duchovny and Anderson and like increasingly weird looking each other's faces and shit. (laughs) Yes. We already talked about this, but it bears repeating that David Duchovny has one film that he directed. Just he directed one film. It was called House of D, and it starred his then wife, Taya Leone, playing his mother. Yes. Oh, I did not know. (laughs) She she comes in. She comes into a seventh a season seven episode. I don't remember if she's di- I think she's directly in it. Because they mentioned Richard Gere, but he's not in the episode. Wait, what? There's an episode where okay. <laughs> okay, Skinner, who you do not know, I like <laughs> is not in the first episode of the X Files, but is okay. their boss. Okay. Um has a friend from like college who's now a Hollywood screenwriter and wants to do a movie based on the X-Files and yeah. Mulder wants Richard Gere to play him and instead they get um oh shit uh, Gary Shandling oh! and, and Taya Leone <laughs> plays Scully and that's yeah. also a joke because, because Duchovny was on married. the Gary Shandling show for a long time as well yes and Taya Leone and, and yeah. Duchovny were married at the time yeah. and then the the big the big reveal there is like Oh, who's playing Skinner? And he goes, Richard Gear. No, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's also the that's, episode uh, where uh, Skin Man is taking a bubble bath. That's <laughs> yes, they're all no, they are all taking a bubble bath and are on you the phone? Oh, and it does this is, incredible. This is a really important question. Is it, are you calling him Skin Man because it's the character Skinner, or because it's the X Files? Is there a reoccurring <laughs> character known as the Skin Man? Because now that I learned that one of the characters is literally just the cigarette smoking man, all things all things and are on the fluke table. Man and yeah. yeah, no, it's actually it, like I, Mega Man. The show, it's uh, they keep having to go <laughs> gain powers from people that are named. After oh right, yeah. If you beat do. cigarette smoking man, <laughs> you get the ability to beat like. Then you're like, cool. I've now got the power you of cancer, and then you can yeah, go now, use now you that smoke to Morley's. beat. That's it. Yeah, we can't yeah. buy them anywhere. Uh, no, Skin Man is a is a name, a nickname for Skinner that the, his buddy has. For oh, him. wait a minute! I saw this guy in one of the episodes. That's the Bald King. Yeah, we. Yeah. Gets, yeah. I think run over by a car unceremoniously. Yeah, yeah I think he dies. I think <laughs> that's, I was I looking away Chris when Carter. that happened, and then I was reading the plot synopsis. I was like, I don't remember that happening, but okay. I was like, did he dive under the car, and then I saw like an arm go up, and I was like, I guess he got run over. <laughs> yeah, it's unclear. It Crushed is unclear. Between two cars 
cars, I believe, is the Wikipedia description. God, if I was him, I would have simply got on the car I was running about to run into, and then they could have crashed into that car. True. Um, I I think it was done that way so that if they did another season, like maybe he could reveal that he survived. Can I? I got to shout out Jillian Anderson here for knowing that they wanted to make more X-Files and just saying, hell no, no. I'm never yes. coming back to do this. Oh, I'm not letting you continue were, uh, to ruin Matt, this I'm sorry. I think what she said at that point was, hell no, I'm <laughs> yeah. Jillian Anderson now. I live I'm, in England, you see. I've gone full Madonna. <laughs> yeah, she, she had to go be on the crown, you know? Yeah. yeah. She, she had to go confuse a lot of people like Matt who grew up loving her on the X-Files and were like, that's a really important person for me. Wait, what do you mean she's playing Margaret Thatcher? Wait, what do you mean I'm attracted to somebody as Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> they just had some dark nights of the soul. Belfour? Bell uh, Andy Belfour? It's in Belfour, Oregon. and Wasn't that the last name of that character yeah. on True Blood? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Karen Swenson is seen fleeing through the forest at night. Uh, Oregon, falls. you mean. Also. And a dark figure approaches, and they're both <laughs> enveloped in light. And I was like, okay, I know that Muller had like a sister get abducted. Is this what that is? And then I kept asking that basically <laughs> throughout no. the entirety of this episode. Um, they uh, they retconned the shit that happens with Mulder's sister so many fucking times. I don't even know. This could be it. I don't fucking know. I mean, yeah, even even in this episode, the description that he gives of what happened to his sister does not match up with like the, the <laughs> next description you get of what happened with his sister, which I is mean, like, he's oh, yeah, we were playing Stratego. Yeah. Wait, I mean, he's accessing <laughs> memories through deep hypnosis or whatever. So like they could be hazy or change. I or did enjoy. Uh, and we're, listen, we're going to keep it loose. We talked a lot about X-Files already. We're just talking about everyone's experience with X-Files. I really enjoyed watching the episode and being like, the part where he explains basically how crazy he is in my estimation. I was like, mm -hmm. man, this guy would get mad into conspiracy theories now. And then I watched the last episode and it's like, <laughs> man, this guy got mad into calling into conspiracy <laughs> things. Like, I was like, yeah, this is an Alex Jones uh, listener. And then he was like, Alex yeah. Jones is my friend. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. And yeah. he's Joel McHale. I mean, yes. I think it's more like coast to coast AM type stuff, but. Than, than I I think it's this was like 2016 and the rest of that season makes enough references yeah. to like the I mean, 2016 they say fake, election. This is, this is oh the 2018 God, yeah. season, I think. But the uh, yeah yeah, but they say fake news at one point, and then it's just like yeah, there's oh, so 100%. much fucking Trump stuff in the reboot. Chris Carter wants you to know that he's one of the good ones, which is why uh, <laughs> Scully Scully has like nine seasons of being a good character, and then just gets reduced down to fucking a womb. Yep. But yep. also not at the very end and fully disowns that I um, I have been thinking that's what I messaged. What the fuck did I just watch? Was mid her speaking. But uh, first we gotta talk about how uh this is where they find, yeah, uh, they they find the body with the two small marks on her back. And this is when I Googled to see how long ago Twin Peaks had premiered compared to when Twi uh, mm. the first episode of X Files had it's three years after, right? Twin yeah, Peaks yeah. was ninety. That was exactly it. So I was like, that makes sense. This, this follows. Yeah. And this is where we then, you know, we, we see Dana Scully summoned to a meeting with Scott Blevins. Okay, so this character is important. He's got a, a, he's got a Wikipedia page. I didn't he, identify. He shows actually, the Wikipedia yeah, he page. He shows up later, but like he is. Yeah, it's yeah, just a link to a uh, list of characters on the X-Files. I think he shows up later in the first season as being the guy who pulls the plug on the X-Files. Which they do at least once per season, pretty much. 
Yeah, it's so every, every time the they threaten, <laughs> like I'm, I'm killing the X Files. It, it, it's like, oh, the season's over. Okay, cool. Yeah, it is. Do the, can they explain like how? Why do they keep having? Well, why do they keep the X Files running if every single t- like? Why don't they fire Mulder? They don't. Ex- <laughs> they don't even try to explain that until like season four. Okay. They're like, yeah, we keep uh, him around. We hate his work. We think he's a crank, and also he's dangerous. But we yeah, keep tenure. In- <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a thing where it's also unclear for like half the show where what he actually does because it like the the pilot and like a lot of it seems like oh he's doing the X Files stuff on his own time. Like yeah. he's just like well he does a day to day, but then like he he stays late to start digging into the X Files. And yeah. it's like no, that's his full time. No, he's job? assigned to the X Files. <laughs> Why do they have somebody assigned to the X-Files if they don't want the X-Files to be investigated? <laughs> Dude, welcome to government work, man. Yeah. yeah it's just Why are we doing this? We hate this. That's true. What the, like, the reason that Mulder is assigned to the X-Files is because they've inflated his salary, but he's only getting like half of it, and the other bit is going directly into like Raytheon pockets or something. <laughs> or it comes directly As- from the top, and like Clinton really wants... The X Files examined, listen, and the rest yeah, of us like, fine. I guess we have to deal with it. Like, who's the who's the weirdest guy we can put on this? <laughs> like, who don't you want around in the office? As somebody who works for uh, a government, <laughs> <laughs> I won't say which. Pr- pr- Only President I- G. <laughs> President G. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. I've known some people who have carved out weird positions for themselves within a government that you are like, this is absolutely useless and we don't need you. Can we get rid of this person? And they're like, no, no, they are embedded. They have, they have, they have the most job security. They are literal foundation level at this point. Everyone hates their fucking guts. They are not in any way, shape or form essential to here. They make way more money than they should and they will never leave. I wouldn't leave either. No, good for him for uh, doing that. He's basically got tenure. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but they do give they do put him in the basement. Yes, <laughs> I feel like he requested the basement because that's where he's like, yeah, the cell phone signals or the the rays. It's so funny to me though how much of Mulder's like, ah, oh, this guy's a this guy's a crank, but also he's really grounded in like half the time. But then the other half of the time, you're like, this guy's on some fucking next level shit. <laughs> the other thing, too, is that he is fun and charming in at least the first episode to Coveney is. So it probably is he's like they go down to try and fire him and then they leave and they're like, well, that was so pleasant. <laughs> that was great. And then they think about him some more and they're like, fuck that. I hate that guy. <laughs> and then they go down and they're like, ah, he is fun. Look at that. Look at that yeah, little he- weirdo. Little he freak. is absolutely the guy who like if this was like a D&D campaign like keep succeeding on his roles to like charm the enemy and they're just like well we can't we can't fire him because we like him too damn much i yeah i had had his uh signature crying face (laughs) that the company has such a good one uh so they uh they can't fire him because they feel too bad he sang a song at them they hate his his gut so much that they're like we're bringing in this person scully (laughs) and she's gonna work with you and she's gonna just you know use her scientific knowledge to debunk your work and there's just a guy mm-hmm. in the back who is smoking just like just fucking furiously smoking cigarettes and knowing what the title of the next episode was i was getting really amped you know just thinking about people furiously smoking cigarettes in works called my struggle and i was like let's go 
but it doesn't come to what I wanted it to be. He's talking about Nausgaard. Re- listeners, oh, you buddy, don't are know we going to be talking about Nausgaard later? He's not talking don't about worry. the other My Struggle. He's talking about... <laughs> Uh, the world would be very different if there were Mein Kampf 4, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think like, if you got four, you got four volumes I mean, I was that. like, I can't believe they named a TV episode this and did it four and times. And they did it four <laughs> times. Why did they do it? Um, Chris Carter in an interview did say uh, each of these episodes is about um, an individual struggle. The first one being like Mulder's and the second episode's like Scully. And then the third one is about... Uh, the cigarette smoking man's struggle, and then the fourth one, the one that we watched, was about uh, William's struggle. Scrubs did that too. You know what's cool about the books by Nausgaard, My Struggle? The thing that's cool about him is he's literally a sentient leather jacket that just smokes cigarettes and tells you stories about that life, and you're like, okay, this, not what I wanted. But, um,. Yeah, you got the smoking man. He's just chain smoking in the back. They take him to Scully. They take Scully to Mulder's office in the basement. And I watched the um, the new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, that came out last year, which was described as if flight was a sequel to Airplane. And it made me think about uh, what it would be like with like a full X Files reboot because the way that they like. They linger over the poster. Like, or they, they just like, oh, here's that poster. And I was like, wow, this is a thing I've seen for ages. This is its introduction. And then I thought about if they were doing it now and how they'd need oh, to have fucking it would be fanfare. Terminable. <laughs> yeah. Somebody would pull down the poster. They'd be like, remove something, and the poster would be there, and it'd be like a eureka moment. And all this. And instead, it's just like, yeah, he's got a poster that says, I want to believe. He's a fucking freak. There's a lot of photos of like teeth on his walls as well. <laughs> Why didn't those catch on? There's little perverts in his office with his teeth wall. <laughs> Later in this episode, he's like, yo, Scully, come look at this, and then points directly at feet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Scully does that to him in this episode. Oh, so whatever. Okay, sorry. One of them's in racial chat rooms showing feet pics, you know? And Scully's just like, hey, you know. What's up with you? And he's just like, what do you know about organic chemistry? <laughs> Click slide. <laughs> I, no, no she, he says, what do you know about chemistry? And she looks at it and goes, well, it's organic, which is the funniest shit you could ever say. <laughs> I could because do literally, that. Yeah, you just be like, oh, there's the C in there? Yeah, it's organic. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. That was as far as I got. Uh, this is the first appearance of uh, Scully referring to herself or being referred to as a medical doctor, which they legally had to do six or seven times per episode um, throughout the show's entire run. I'm glad they got it. In, I'm glad that Congress passed, passed that act. Yeah. There is a really funny bit like right after that, like right after the intro in the office when they're driving in Oregon. And he says something like, I've arranged for the body to be exhumed. You're not squeamish about that kind of stuff, right? And it's like, she is a fucking medical doctor. <laughs> she has worked with cadavers a lot. <laughs> like, she's I think a, she's a, an MD that works for fair, the FBI. A medical cadaver is generally more, like, well-preserved. They don't just, normally like, tumble it down a hill. Exhumed. Although, it was, but, this was a fresh corpse, right? I, I can't remember. Like, obviously, it turns out to be desiccated alien or whatever, but, like, the... Uh, 
it was it was a, like a a year or something okay. old. It wasn't it wasn't the person that just died. It okay. was it was another okay. case. Yeah, so like it's it's a lot grosser, I think, than what. It's just so funny, especially happen. knowing what happens in the rest of the show, which is like every episode. Scully's like, "I'm a medical doctor, and I'm about to do an autopsy." Like ninety <laughs> yeah. percent of the episodes yeah. are doing an autopsy and That's... taking notes on the fucking tape recorder. Yeah. yeah. I I love uh, I glossed over this part, but I, the, the best part of the pilot for me is where one character, right as they find the body that they'll later investigate, looks at the guy and shouts, "It's happening again, isn't it?" Which is always <laughs> the best thing to shout with a murder. Or like it's from the class of nineteen eighty nine. It's happening again. I was like, "Shit, is it in the pilot episode of Twin P- or not? Sorry, of um of the X Files?" But instead, uh. What they do is, yeah, they just go, you know, Mulder's like, yeah, this Swenson, she's got these weird marks on her back. These two, like, r- mole-looking things. They look like moles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, okay, this looked regular enough to me. They might be needle marks, is what Scully, because she's just, like, fully just like, I don't know, I'm just guessing right now. Well, and you can't, it's hard to tell from a photo, you know, it's 2D. You know, the third dimension doesn't really come in clearly. I believe he could take photos that really capture the third dimension with third, an alien camera. Artistry. She gets mad at him for it because he's taking photos later <laughs> of the body. <laughs> he's got a Pentex 645 in there oh, with yeah. a flash that is going way too quick all the time. Like, <laughs> she is absolutely right to be like, get that fucking thing out of my face. The moment it recharges, you are hitting it again. I hate this fucking sound, dog. <laughs> Get out of here! A lot of a lot. He does a lot of things where he'll take photos or whatever, or collect some fucking evidence, and then they just forget that that happened in the next episode. He has photos of this desiccated alien. I don't think those ever come up again. I was so hoping they're gone. They got burned. Oh, they got burned up. Yeah, yeah, they got burned. Like that's the thing. Ninety percent of like every episode. I keep saying ninety percent. I don't know why this is the number I keep going to. (laughs) You don't want to. You don't want to say confirm hundred percent. Right, because it's not every, but like most episodes are just like we got evidence. Oh, it all burned up. Yeah, and and that's why (laughs) it's such a big deal at the end of the episode where Scully's just like this survived. Yeah. I was really hoping for a dark room scene with like Mulder holding something up, being like, You see this? This right here. And then like runs over and grabs a different photo. And she's like, I don't understand any of what's happening. But you, I guess, are onto something. When Sarah and I were watching this, I said that the like, because we had watched X Files before, at least the first seven seasons. Um, but I was like, This really solidifies that what the X Files is is a Sherlock Holmes and Watson scenario, but Sherlock Holmes is just a big dipshit. He's just like <laughs> constantly like, it was aliens. And Watson's he's, just like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's sunflower seeds on an open grave. <laughs> he's when bouncing they, a basketball in his second floor apartment. <laughs> when they fly in and there's the part where like they hit turbulence and then he's like, I guess we're here. It's the aliens. I was like, dog, it's a plane. <laughs> Turbulence happens. But that was also insane. I mean, what's, I love that scene because he is laying. Did he buy two seats or three seats? Or yeah, he's just like, laying down. Down. like in coach. He's entrenched, dude. Yeah, he's he's laying so down. deep in Does the FBI's payroll. They're like, please put on your seatbelts. And he's just like, somehow unmoved by this turbulence that's so bad that the luggage is falling out of the cabin. Always like, the first thing that approach. happens when you hit They're turbulence. They're on approach, right? Yeah. If he says, I think 
think we're here. They've got to be they've, like they've turned the seatbelt sign back on. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the flight tracker up. He sees we're directly above the city. He's like, I guess we're here. It's like that. You can't call it out like that. Um, have you ever had a whole plane aisle to your you know the whole row to yourself? Yeah. I it's think awesome. when we went to New Orleans, I did, because there were so many people well, that skipped yeah. that flight because there was a hurricane coming. The last I time I uh, I had one to myself, I was on my way to Atlanta, and then the trader Stephen Doughton walked over and took one of the seats. I was literally like laying out across the three. Incredible like, betrayal. Time to read my book and probably get in a little nap before our friend's wedding. And then he's just like, hey, what's up? I was like, no. Hey, we're talking throughout this flight now. No. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to sleep. It's villain behavior. <laughs> uh, what else is villain behavior is uh, your car radio going weird, and then you're like, time to pull out the can of spray paint I travel with and spray painting an X on the ground. And stopping in the middle of the road, <laughs> just like making sure it's like, I guess it's good that nobody's behind you. <laughs> It's rural and he's doing this, or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's fine. He's, he's doing this as they're on their way to exhume the third victim, and he ha- he does have the energy of the in this as that guy in Back to the Future who's wearing the 3D glasses. <laughs> totally casual about you know, this as uh, the coroner shows up and starts arguing with him, and he's like, Good oh, you haven't done that autopsy. You know, right? That's gonna- that's that is a good bit, I think, though, of them like showing that Scully on the flight was reading the notes and caught that the coroner that did the most recent autopsy is a different person, which is why the details of that do not match up with these other cases that Mulder, for whatever reason, suspects are are linked. Yeah, why I- does he suspect they're linked? Because his brain works. He's, yeah, he's, he's a conspiracy he's, theorist. Yeah, he's, he's got. He's Sherlock Holmes. Right. That you is, know, a, that is a good use it. of the dynamic of those two characters. To be like, here's Scully finding a logical explanation for a thing that maybe sounds crazy when you just blurt it or whatever. What's also great, too, then, is uh, getting them to, you know, interact over a desiccated orangutan. After it got coffin flopped or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad coffin flop came up because that was the first thing Sarah and I it said. Did yeah. Coffin flop. Uh, that's what I said. Sarah said it. He's he Sarah, allowed Sarah to show. You, you're allowed to show the orangutan's uh, desiccated corpse because it doesn't have a soul. That's right. Something I I notice how much the, of the mythology of this show comes from the very first episode, the part where they lose the time, the first like oh, flash that, thing, is the radio going crazy, and like all of that shit. Like that is more the foundation than I feel like most pilots are of like what the show's arc ends up being when you're not I'm, obviously watching like uh, uh, Tony Shalhoub or whatever guesting. They got Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, that's a great episode. Yeah, Soft light. Is he playing monk? No, uh, he, I would uh, love to watch monk and Fox Mulder just hang. No, he plays a man whose shadow murders people. <laughs> that's, that's how I'm going to pitch that episode. <laughs> So yeah, they they you know they they exhume and autopsy this horrific corpse. Pretty nasty, uh, gotta say. Yeah. Yeah, Mulder Mulder stands that. around, makes some jokes. It's his vibe. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like when that happened, I'm alone in my apartment, going, yo, what the fuck? Because yeah, I would cough and flops, and I was like, what is they? Oh my god, that's not a person. And I yeah. was like thinking I was gonna see you know like a skeleton or something like that. And instead, I was like, what? Little little green man or little gray man, whatever. 
Yeah, and they get it back to the coroner's office to start doing an autopsy, and he says some crack about uh, how it should have been playing basketball or something because it was like six seven or something. <laughs> They're real blasé about the fact that she, she's like, I don't know, it's somebody's sick prank. It's like an orangutan, and you're like, where did they get an orangutan? Yeah, why did they an orangutan here in Oregon? B. That's the tallest orangutan of all time. Like they're very <laughs> casual about this, though. Again, like you're like it's a sick prank. You're like they what? Who did this? She's is a just very a, complicated. Like, much like how Mulder is really into UFO conspiracy stuff, she's just really, really into Edgar Allan Poe. So she's always looking for Poe related things uh, in every crime. So she's like, was orangutan. Oh my god, I forgot that. That's how that that's one the twist of uh, uh, it's murders in the room org, right? I think so. It's the one. Yeah, it's, it's the like one where it's like dang the dang orangutan. The, yeah, it's like the windows were locked, and it's That's like what it's they say. the orangutan climbed out the, <laughs> the fireplace. <laughs> you know, deadlines are hard, and sometimes <laughs> you're like, I just got to get something out. You know, I, I'm glad though, Matt, that you brought up that uh, the the missing time is important because they were pretty chill about the fact that like nine minutes or whatever disappeared while they were driving. <laughs> I've well, definitely had time disappear while I was driving, but if I experienced that missing time at the exact same time as somebody else and we confirmed it, I would at least like sit with that for an hour or so before continuing whatever I was doing before. I was going to say that's just driving from Chicago to Cleveland or whatever. Yeah, and you lose it so all. Boring. It's- I, I See, I love that because he like looks at his watch and it's like, oh shit, we lost time and it's pouring down rain. He just immediately like jumps out and just starts like cheering while it's pouring. <laughs> and it's, it's the even... end of uh, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. have no clue why. <laughs> so Ma- I was Mulder is so frustrating to me sometimes, and I know part of this is because they didn't know what the mythology was going to be yet. But he knows so much about this shit, and he, the way that he reveals it slowly, but makes these insane claims to Scully uh, in the meantime, like. If he just dropped a little bit of the knowledge that, like, canonically, we all know he already has, maybe he wouldn't sound like a crazy person all the time. I see. I think that that's a benefit because the best part of any episode is where he's just like, yeah, I think uh, gremlins. (laughs) You ever heard of the chupacabra? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I had such a long conversation (laughs) about the chupacabra the other week. And we were like, where the fuck did it come from? And then we learned. Because we were like, what's <laughs> up with the deal with cryptids? is the chupacabra. How did we all learn about the chupacabra? Because, you know, it was just casually like, hey, what's your favorite cryptid? Like, as a joke. And I was like, gotta be chupacabra. And we're figuring out, like, when did that come about? And then we learned that, like, the American popular idea comes exclusively from that episode of The yeah. X-Files. I did not know that. That's wild. No, like, us. it was, it existed before and all of that, but it's, like, knowledge. I a sci-fi like, original th- chupacabra movie once. We're going to follow up that on a sec, but like, you know, the Google trends, like the Google trends data would show you like years of nobody saying anything about a chupacabra and then an X-Files episode and then skyrocketing. Uh, What was the X-Files original? I'm sorry. What was the sci-fi original chupacabra like? It was like big, if I remember right. It was like a really big monster. It was not Tuco from Breaking Bad or whoever must play it in the show. Uh, 
I don't know. Is it, the Chupacabra a, a werewolf in the show? It's, uh, it no, it's an alien. Like, it kind of looks a... like Hellboy. <laughs> has like a... I, I'm not kidding. It's <laughs> no, I, it's just the it's an alien. While Matt goes, it's like Hellboy, and I'm like, oh my god. Is, there, is there a Jersey Devil episode? Yeah, it's actually the That's worst like the f- one in my opinion. It's like, like the most boring episode. episode. It's early. It's oh, I think, I think it's the third it's you've episode. Talked about this before. What is it like? Chris Gethard plays the Jersey Devil or something <laughs> like that. In the fucking in the fucking new one, they totally would have done that shit. Nah, in the old one, it's just like what what if it was a, a homeless woman, basically. Yep. But yeah, no, the chupacabra is like an alien that pisses uh fungus or something. It's really amazing how like accurate the ever heard of the knife alien tweet is. <laughs> no, it's it, it, really that is a hundred percent. That is a hundred percent true because yes, most of the show is just Mulder being saying like the, the dumbest shit like it's like it's like, and then yeah, he's fucking uh, right. It's right. so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it this podcast, like, we never lie on this podcast, but I do feel like there's like a 50% chance all of this is made up. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe in you. You're like, yeah, it pisses fungus. And I was like, of course. Yes. It's a yellow fluid that causes fungus to grow. Oh, so it's uh, Death Stranding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes. Travis, uh, for those people who aren't terminally online, can you illuminate on the knife tweet, or do you I, need me to directly pull it? I mean, you can probably up? look it up by searching "knife okay. alien" on Twitter. But there was something that's like, <laughs> it is like scully. Like the victim on. was found with twenty-five stab wounds. Like I think we could safe to call this a homicide. And like Mulder tosses scully an X file. Ever hear about the knife alien? <laughs> and just dude, last night I had the moment where I was trying to remember a tweet and telling it to somebody online, and I was like, "What's that one about a lot of murder or a lot of death?" It's a horrible feeling that I live all the time. Uh, uh, also, a horrible feeling that lives all the time is having a gray metallic implant in your nasal cavity that lets you communicate with aliens, which is, I guess, the deal. They go visit comatose Billy Miles and wheel- wheelchair-bound Peggy O'Dell mm-hmm. um, at the like psychiatric hospital from you know like Shutter Island or something like that. Yeah, it's it's a very sixties vibe psychiatric hospital given that the nurse is just like not my section of the produce aisle. <laughs> like since the six of three pointer. You gotta develop a sense of humor like that if you work on this kind of field. I guess I get so. It. Um, they all they all have the marks. <laughs> and Mulder is just like it's aliens. They were abducted. I just see the knife tweet now. And they're, they're all from the same high school class. Like, is that yeah. ever explained? Why? Like, that doesn't they seem relevant. To anything that's happening. Yeah, they were yeah, all partying the together, end. and then okay. they got abducted. Oh, were a series of tests. Spoilers oh. for the end of the episode. Yeah, uh, this is. I mean, this is where. Scully, they're they're like, we're going to investigate the forest, and Scully's like, it's cults. Mulder's like, alien cults. <laughs> no, like, I okay, love dog. I love I love when they're in the forest and Scully just leans down and sees some dirt, and it's just like, I'm going to save this dirt for later, and puts it in her pocket. No also- gloves, no bag, just like some pocket dirt. I also love when there's clearly like construction work or something is happening now, yeah. basically, and she's just like Mulder. Like he walked away, came back with a fucking forklift or whatever, and just <laughs> driving around out there. She's just like Mulder, and then it turns out it's uh, the sheriff, and he's got a gun, and he's going to arrest the FBI <laughs> for trespassing. I feel on like on a you need crime more. scene. Yeah, I feel like you need more. <laughs> don't think he has that authority. I don't think he has that. Authority. They should have found a way to work in that, like the coroner can arrest the sheriff and do all this, but. What? Yeah, they didn't. 
Isn't that a thing? That's like that's the person with the power to arrest the sheriff in many places is like the coroner or medical examiner. I've heard this is a thing huh. I've heard. This is right up there with like can can uh dog can you arrest a dog or something yeah. like that? Like, <laughs> or like, like did this like come from like sovereigns <laughs> in somewhere or something? Like maybe I've been misled, but that's what I've heard. Uh I'm in the Ohio Attorney General's uh, attachment regarding coroners. I'm not saying anything about the power to arrest a sheriff. Right, if you, if you listen to this episode, um, and you're please, a write to, please write to your congressperson also, and ask them. It's weird that uh, they're elected officials. The coroner? Oh, yeah. I've always thought that's the weirdest who's, into, who's looking into the coroner's race? The like, good news is those usually are being... And it, like, it does matter. Like It's just like a weird... They're usually unopposed. Yeah. They're usually unopposed. They're somehow usually medical professionals. Um, because it does feel like I could just be like, I'll run for coroner. <laughs> like, cool, I'm reclassifying all all uh deaths by the police as like actual homicides and not like <laughs> Right. Imagine, that's why it's a thing uh, that matters. Just natural imagine death. being a medical professional of some capacity and being like, I think it's time for me to run for office. And like people are like, Wow, you're gonna like go for Congress? You're like, No, 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 no. I'm gonna be the coroner <laughs> for the county. <laughs> I'm the Franklin County coroner. Please, please. I just want to hold a weird title. I do. I, think wanna, you're I just right. want to stand over a sandwich while sardonically talking to cops, and eat, or stand over a body while eating a sandwich, sardonically talking to cops, and being huh. like, "I'm unfazed by being your death." I eat my lunch on. Yeah, you, you're talking about what happened a couple weeks ago. You're like, "You think this is bad? We fished somebody out of the water. They've been in there at least three weeks." My God, they were as bloated as Jen, as Jim's ex-wife. And you're just like, dog, somebody died. <laughs> you want to be that guy. It's like, why do you want to Why do you want to run for coroner? It's like, well, I really like True Calling and Zach Galifianakis. Fuck. And I thought I could do that. What happened next? Sure, what he's got a gun. He's going he's gonna to arrest the FBI. Yeah, listen, then, then, then the power goes out. This is where Scully freaks out because she's got three mosquito bites. So she goes into Mulder's room uh, in her underwear with a robe, and I was like, "Oh, I understand how there was now like nine seasons of tension." Or yeah, I was like, "Oh, they introduced that really early, huh?" Like, and she doesn't explain it. She's like, "Mulder, I need you to look at something." He's like, "Okay," and then she drops the robe, and I was like, "Yeah, what?" He's he's holding a candle or whatever. Like what? Because the power is out. (laughs) Yeah, the power is out. He's got one candle. Please inspect. He's sexually holding that candle. Yeah. And then he, yeah, and then he just like slowly works his way down the body, we, illuminated by a candle. It's like that scene where Gandalf is reading the texts about the One Ring, just like, oh, what is what is this? Uh, and then he's like, yeah, it's bug bites. I was getting eaten alive. Y- you okay there? And you're like, oh, yeah. Here's the tension. And he's like, so you want to know about me? Well, my sister got abducted when I was, or when she was eight, when I was eight, something like that. He uh, she suddenly he, she vanished. Was- she was eight. He was like 11 or something. Yeah, like 12. Th- okay. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, here's the other reason why they can't fire him. Because he brings up that he has connections to Congress. Yes. That is that. And it's like much later that you find out who. But yes. It, well, we know now it's Harry yeah. Reid, right? Yeah. It's Harry <laughs> yeah. Reid. Well, he was in the Senate, right? Uh, that is Travis. Even higher up. This, I'm just saying he's not Congress. No, oh. No, wait, Travis. The Senate <laughs> oh, is yeah. one of the two houses, one of the two branches of Congress. The Senate true. is in Congress. The con- Congress true. is the House of Representatives. All right, and if, the if, Senate. If the Congress is a set, a subset of Congress is Senate. You can now. Now we have different terms for them, but 
This is where I reveal yeah. I've always heard Congress as synonymous with House of Representatives and the Senate as a huh. thing. When we're talking about the clowns in Congress. You were only yeah, talking about a, the House? Yeah. That's the whole building. You were that's talking the about thing? the Senate? That's crazy. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Both. It's. Wow. Right, it's a I don't private system. school. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm just explaining the whole, you know, my understanding of the situation. <laughs> 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 I'm astounded. When someone's referred to as congressman or congresswoman, that's usually a house rep. So everything gets destroyed in a fire. Oh, no, wait, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Peggy, uh, they get a call that Peggy died. And they're like, what right. happened? And it's like, yeah, she got hit by a car. She was running in the street. And they're like, what? She was in a wheelchair last we saw her. You know? And then they immediately are like, and then where is Boulder getting a call that like they got they moved the body and stuff like that? I've that felt very sudden that he was just like, they, they moved the body. And like, who told you? Did that happen off screen? That also, they learned that? that her watch stopped her at 903. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, that's the missing nine minutes. I yeah, guess. So she, she died the same time that they lost time. Yeah. Is what she died right as they her. lost time. And the hotel room's on fire and they've lost all their evidence. That's, that's, yep. <laughs> that's <laughs> how real, things go. And it's a real like, well, everything's sex now. A lot, a lot of arson just follows them around, or freak accidents. Like, do you think the FBI has any knowledge of that? Like, every single time, every time they're on assignment, uh, they have to move to a different hotel halfway through. Do they notice that? The skin man like, care. Oh, See, so like, ah, another, All right. another arson. Yeah, I feel like the budgets like that they submit. It's just like, why did you go to five hotels? It's like, all right, well, <laughs> it's like Q telling James Bond, where you're like, can you please bring this car intact? And he's like, yeah, we'll see. But instead, it's like, can you please not burn this hotel room down this time? And he's like, you know, he's that like, is I'm, beyond our control. Yeah, I'm not the one burning it. It's the people that are after me. It's just the fifteenth straight exposed. time that the hotel I've been at has gotten burned. Skinner, have you ever heard of the fire alien? <laughs> It'd be great if he was making up some of these aliens to cover for his own mistakes. Scully, have you ever heard of the infidelity alien? (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't me. That was a shapeshifter that took my form so that it could. Uh, Uh, Actually, hang on. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Did you watch the uh, small potatoes? (laughs) Season two episode, small potatoes. That is one of the best moments in the entire show. When Mulder busts in at the end of that episode. (laughs) Okay. Please give me the cliff notes of this episode. There is a guy who has a, um, the ability to control a subcutaneous muscle structure that allows him to take people's forms. And he disguises himself as Mulder so that he can try to sleep with Scully and is almost successful. Cause it's like before they really establish that they're, they have a relationship and so you're like, oh, damn, like Mulder and Scully are going to get together. And then like the real Mulder busts in at the very end. <laughs> it's just like, it's been a plot. This was, this was a honeypot. <laughs> Scully, and you didn't know. Now we've got him. Uh, once again, uh, something that somebody said about the final episode, which again, I, we haven't gotten to yet, but it's like these people have had their identities like people passing themselves off as each other for so long that you think they would have had a secret code established to be like, okay, this is actually you. Yeah. And they have still not done that after 11 seasons. 
I mean, this is, yeah. And, and then, you know, we get, like, very quickly into a sort of, like, accelerated ending where they're just like, oh, here's the daughter of the, the coroner. Uh, she wants help. And, oh, you know, she's like, oh, I, I wake up in the middle of the woods. She's, like, telling them this. And uh, at, like, you know, like a fucking, like, McDonald's or whatever, basically. <laughs> and then the coroner and the sheriff show up, pull her away. And they're like, okay, well, let's go back to the cemetery where they find all of the graves are dug up and the coffin's missing. And they're like, and Mulder then is like, it's Billy. And I was like, what? Well, they also find out Billy is the sheriff's son. Yeah, there is that part too. You're right. Uh, but yeah, he's just like, it's Billy. And it's like, wait, wait, what? Okay. And uh, they then, you know, return to the woods where they find, you know, the well, sheriff. Well, first is they go to the, uh, back to the mental hospital thing or whatever, the hospital and they're like, this dude's feet are dirty as hell. And, like, this nurse doesn't know where she was around 9 p.m. Or, just, like, wasn't was watching TV or whatever. Yeah, yeah and, Scull- and Scully's the one who notices that his feet have the same dirt on it that uh, she took from the forest. That yeah. she She's pocketed like in the woods. Right. Yeah, that she no longer has because it got burned up in the fire. But she is like, like, we can't compare it to anything. But this is exactly what was in the woods. It's some sort of ash. Yeah, so they, they return to the woods where you you know you've got uh, there's there they hear a scream. There's Billy with Teresa in his arms, uh, and there's a flash of light. And I was like, oh shit, it's about to get fucking wild. Except they're fine. I have no idea really what happened in here. In this it doesn't. Moment. Yeah, it doesn't really explain why they were just like, hey, you know what? I think this this whole thing we were doing, we're done. we're done. I'm kind of bored. Oh, they're on to us. I guess the game's over. Yeah, because you know. Billy Billy comes back is normal now. He's no yeah. longer in like a vegetative state. Yeah, yeah. And under hypnosis, he explains everything that happened. And they're just like, "Well, I mean, that's not. We can't use that testimony." He said it all under hypnosis. But by putting him under hypnosis, what they really were like was like the stage direction was like, "Hey, can you act like David Byrne?" Because he just sits <laughs> there and he's like, "We were all in a class together, graduated." And he's got the hair to the side, and I was just like, "This is weird." This is not interviewing himself in different yeah. costumes. Uh, that would be great, actually. But yeah, they were like, "Yeah, we were, uh, we were abducted in the forest. We were subjected to tests by aliens, and then you know the tests would fail." And they're all like, "You know, Scully's telling everyone this," and uh, they're just like, "Wow, you have no uh, proof whatsoever of all of these outrageous claims." And she's like, "You're right, except I have this," and then pulls out one of the little metal implants. And then says another one of the things that we fucking love when they're just like, we ran tests, the metal couldn't be identified. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, we love an alien. Uh, what, what was it again in the, in the Times when the New York Times was like, aliens are real, guys. Alien alloys, was that what it was? Alien alloys. That sounds correct, yeah. Where they were just the day where they were casually like, yeah, dude, here's all of the reports of like, the, of like you know, uh, guys in the Navy flying planes being like, what the fuck was that? What was that? What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? So, you know, Harry Reid, you were right. And you tried to tell us. You got to the highest levels in American government and then spent all your time being like, guys, aliens are fucking real. <laughs> and for some reason, the only person who will believe me is Tom DeLonge. But we're going to fight this fight together. <laughs> and, and what happened to Harry Reid? They he finally died. got rid of him. Yeah. They dumped they, him. Um, they kicked Tom DeLonge out of Blink-182, replaced him with the Alkaline Trio guy. And pushed both of those guys into the water. They memory hold the existence of angels and airwaves. Uh, Mulder learns also. He calls and he's like, he calls and he's like, all of Billy's case files are missing. 
And you're like, oh no, what's happened? And while like they have this moment, the smoking man uh, takes the, the implant and stores it away in the Pentagon. And this is the part where I was like, this guy looks a lot like what I would say. Like, Travis, if you showed me a photo of this guy and you're like, who's this? I'd be like, I don't know. Was he like the Bulls coach in the 80s before? <laughs> like, he has big, like, stressed basketball coach. Yeah. yeah Just sort of demeanor. Until yeah. he talks, and then he's the most Canadian man I've ever heard. <laughs> well, he doesn't. Does he talk? I don't think he talks in this pilot episode. Not, not in the pilot. No. I think it was no, really, it's it's like he says like four words in the first season, and then they were like, "Let's make this guy." <laughs> let's the let, us, yeah, well, let us hear him and, say a boot and oot. <laughs> the I will say the the other thing that they do have in this pilot, which doesn't mean anything for maybe this show, but for for long X Files heads. Um, it does have Mulder calling Scully and just saying, it's me. Just like no introduction. <laughs> it's just p- picking up the phone it's and me. it's just like, it's Scully, just like, it's I me. I have caller ID. Thanks. I know. Not not 93, I don't think. Uh, the technology, though, is uh, a big, I think, draw for the old seasons of the X-Files, where it's just like big, chunky flip phones Yeah, that you just like, let's bring that back. I um, need it. I, I love mean, all Mulder, the rental cars from this era, too. Yes. Mulder's introduction yeah, is him sitting, mounting fucking slides. One of the worst tasks <laughs> to do. And he's sitting there mounting slides. And I was like, wow. Yeah, we love we love some analog tech and process. And again, I don't like... I think Twin Peaks is okay. And I really like Silence of the Lambs. And they were like, here you go. Yeah, we threw him in a blender and added more sexual tension. Yeah, it rocks. When you see happy- CSM put the uh, alien alloy in the case in like the uh, secret government uh, uh, filing area, if you're not bought in, I don't understand you, Matt. I, I, Matt, I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark before. Yeah, and it rocked when it happened in <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hey, here's a key difference, though. When Raiders of the Lost Ark, they just pan out, and they're like, end of movie. And this, they pan out, and it's like Pentagon. Uh, also, as we as we enter uh, an interlude here, I just want to say it's not every state, but there are, or every county, uh, but there are parts of the United States where the coroner can arrest the sheriff. Um, because, like, it's just useful to, because, like, someone God. needs to be able to, so that's, like, one of the most common ones. There, where it's like, yeah, the corner's the one in the in the local bio. Oh man, I would love, it. I would would love to find out that all the episodes of the X Files, whenever they're in like Middle America, turns out that that's a county where the coroner can arrest the sheriff, and that's what ties all these episodes together. I just love that they're like, well, we need a real serious chain of command. Who can arrest the sheriff? The coroner. And you're like, yes, of course. Duh. It's big. It's big. Me playing a video game and rearranging the key bindings. So I was like, well, what I need? If I need this button, I should have it covered. I don't know. This can be like backslash. I'm never gonna hit this button, I guess. But it's there if I need it. So if we yeah. ever need the sheriff arrested, the coroner can do it. <laughs> yeah, Alt Shift F4 to arrest the, the sheriff. <laughs> Does it list the counties where it happens? What's like the? Can you tell me at no, least what's the most popular? No, it's just like in oh. many parts of the United States. Was all like Altoona, Pennsylvania, feels like a place where the coroner could arrest the sheriff. Honestly, Franklin County feels like a spot where that could happen. Let me Google where can coroner arrest sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> Said it in Congress. Another Google search. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
uh, COVID test near me, probably also in the recent searches, let's be honest. Yeah, uh, that was the Center X-Files. for COVID control. Center for me. COVID control scam. <laughs> I can't find like a list of We'll talk hey, we'll talk more about COVID and Dog. global yeah, pandemics yeah. when we get to the next episode. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, that was the pilot episode of uh, X-Files and the general consensus here was that three people would have continued watching. Yeah. And one person was politely, well, I've had enough, but had to have more. And then, boy, it was like, well, that was a pretty pleasant, you know, entree. Let's see what the next course is. And then somebody. This um, is an alien pathogen. Yeah. The cigarette smoking (laughs) man is behind it. (laughs) So. Am I to understand the smoking man like is an alien and is trying to like do no, nefarious he's not. He is a hundred percent a human. He is a hundred percent human. I have a question. Yeah. The distinction I would have made would have been he is human, not an alien. You pointedly said hundred percent. That's he's right. Not a cyborg or whatever. Are there people who are not one hundred percent human or alien? Yes. Um. Yes, hybrids are uh, a, a big part of later okay. episodes of the X Files. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, you pointedly were like one hundred percent, and I was like, "Well, that feels." I mean, that's in that's in the, the final episode. That's in the final episode. Is it? We'll get. Yes, we'll get there. Is that what was going on? And I just didn't understand. Yes, probably there references made. Yeah. Um, it took me a long time to realize that the guy was using illusions and couldn't shape change. Yes, I think. I think they're illusions. I don't think he could. My I don't illusions. think he had an alternate. Yes, these are my illusions, Michael. Uh, real quick, just just for my own yeah uh, purposes, mm. Matt. What's your favorite episode of the X Files? Good question. This is I. I don't know them by name, which makes this... if you describe them, I could probably give you the name. Maybe the Eve Six episode is really good. Yeah, what? the e- e- there's yeah one. Eve Eve Six. You ever heard the heart their of the band. alien? <laughs> no, they named their the band yeah. after this episode. Uh, called, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I've you seen were, the Eve Six episode. I think that's early on enough that I saw it's it. Good. I, I, that's I, in the first season. Yeah, I was fully like, wait, you're telling me that they're they have Eve Six as guest stars? <laughs> God, right, imagine um, what if we cloned a bunch of demon children who just <laughs> want to murder, and we name them Eves one through like eight. You unleash is that what happens? One, you unleash three eaves around the school, and they're painted one, two, and four. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the vibe. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. So is that what happens with that? They're just horrible children. There's six of them. Uh, they're like there's, evil. Uh, there's there's some. I are they my favorite kids. There's also I think there's the, the greatest shit. line in the X Files ever, um, where one of the eaves reply like, "Do you know what they're gonna do?" And Eve says. Um, I'm going to be exsanguinated. <laughs> Amazing use of that word. That's right, because the whole episode opens with like, yes, two families were found drained of blood on like opposite yeah. sides of the United States. <laughs> Somebody was really fucking happy that they were finally able to use exsanguinated. Yeah, I thought only death metal oh, the, fans f- used They extended word. the thing episode is really awesome. Ice. Yeah, ice. Yeah, it's literally the thing, but as the X-Files, and there's a guy who keeps listening to the same episode of, or the same baseball game, like, just like a, a game from, like, 85, and he's just like, this is my favorite it's probably part. a Dodgers Buddy game, Harry. because that is, of course, where 
the Scully and Dana Scully comes from. Why did he name Fox Mulder? Is it just to be like to ap- appeal to the network? To be like, uh, yeah. I'll even name the main character yet. Fox. Why he is never, he named? He will never forget what channel the show's on because they're like, there's a character named Fox. Also, they only ever refer to each other by their last names, even when they're in a romantic relationship. But uh, so, um, what he said is that Mulder is his mother's maiden name, and Fox is not a tribute to the network. It's uh, because he had a childhood friend named Fox, which is a fucking lie. This is my childhood friend, CBS. I don't think that <laughs> that's like my main as far as weird C- names go. CBS that weird, like. I don't know. Think no, about like River it's Phoenix not. Yeah. And, or even how Rivers Cuomo has a brother named Leaves and shit like, like Foxes. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, it's not, but it's still a fucking lie. <laughs> and yeah. that's, I'm just, <laughs> he just thought it sounded cool. I don't know. He No, he thought no. that's, yeah, that's the cover. I have this uh, childhood friend from Canada named Fox. That's why his name is Fox. He's named um, for the Star Fox games. His friend Fox McLeod. So my favorite episode of the X-Files is the one in which uh, former Minnesota State Governor Jesse Ventura pile drives a man in front of Alex Trebek. I love all these 90s shows that we watch have a wrestling episode for some reason. Yeah, why don't we do that anymore? Is one of them an alien? Uh, They are both men in black. It also does have a great part where there is an alien just shown chain smoking cigarettes going, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. A <laughs> lot of cigarettes in this show. Yeah. Uh, the guy who plays uh, Jigsaw in the Saw movies is in an episode as a guy dying of lung cancer who's trying to like get back at uh, the cigarette companies. Tobin Bell. It's Yeah, yeah. Tobin Bell. Uh, Brand X, I believe, is the name of that episode. Good pull, by the way, on Tobin Bell. Oh, sorry. I'm. By the way, I forgot to go through all the pomp and circumstance. Uh, Duchovny's in the, as you know, All Stars because he was also on California. Yeah. Ah, yes. Of course. Of course. Uh, I was just making. I was just reading to see if William B. Davis was like actually con. Like you know, was he like an actual smoker? Did he fucking hate this part? No, he, he smoked uh, for the show. He smoked for a long time, and then I believe requested herbal cigarettes at a certain point because he was trying. To, he was like he was trying to quit. Oh man, it's so different if it's the if it's the clove cigarette smoking man. That's such a different character. Uh, I just thought of a really fucking stupid X Files parody with like the blunt smoking man or something. Uh. <laughs> I'm seeing if that already exists. The joint smoking man. <laughs> X-Files. JSM. Uh, the Lone Blunt Men. Is <laughs> <the weekend. laughs> yeah, we didn't get any Lone Gunmen in this one. They're Who are the Lone awesome. Gunmen? Uh, if you walked into any comic book store in the 90s and grabbed the first two guys that you see and then walked across the street to Circuit City and grabbed the first guy you see and then you put them together in a small room and made them obsessed with conspiracy theories. Uh, buddy, you like, grabbed two guys named Langley. Paul, you <laughs> grabbed two rocks. guys you grabbed two guys from a comic book store and the first dude at Circuit City. They're already into the, into the conspiracy theories. Yeah. Do they ever? What does Fox Mulder think happened that the FBI did to MLK? Or does he think Dude, there what was is like? He? Have you ever heard of the James? Oh, Rory they no, 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 they addressed that. kills MLK. I think. Yeah, what? there's an episode. There's an episode where the cigarette smoking man kills MLK and, and JFK. also JFK. Okay, okay, okay. Gone to cigarettes. And and wait, hold up. And that also that episode ends. That episode ends with him getting ready to retire from being like 
the government hitman <laughs> the wet because he's guy. like because he's like yeah because he's like i'm about to i'm gonna have a fucking great novel i'm gonna get published oh, i'm gonna yeah. fulfill my dream and then it gets rejected and he's like all right time to go back to killing dissidents i guess <laughs> okay the cigarette smoking man fox Moldish father yes was involved in the cia backed failed invasion of cuba yes the assassinations of uh lumbamba Lumumba. Yes, Lumumba and uh, um, uh, Secret Cabal to assassinate JFK. The assassination was motivated by the mishandling of the Bay of Pigs invasion and the subsequent Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, he told the designated Patsy Lee Harvey Oswald to bring curtain rods to frame him for the murder. Incidentally, though, the cigarette smoking man was introduced to cigarettes by Lee Harvey Oswald. By 68, he progressed enough in his hierarchy to push for the assassination of Martin Luther King, concerned that King was, quote, talking like a Maoist and a threat to the American war effort in Vietnam. But he did the deed himself because he had, quote, too much respect, respect for the man. And yep. <laughs> chose to frame a white racist because of his own sympathy for the American civil rights movement. Gotta do this it, is like though. the time. This is like the time that the Joker in like a comic book crossover learned somebody was a Nazi that he was working with, and he was like, I might be a villain, but I'm an American villain. Like, this is so stupid. Yeah, you, the, the writing thing, uh, no choice but to keep working for the government, absolute power, direct talks with Hussein, involved in one way or another with the Anita Hill-Clarence Thomas controversy. What does that mean, he one he, way or another? He left the pube on the coke. <laughs> he moved the Rodney King trial to uh, to to Simi Valley, California. He stopped the U.S. from interfering in Bosnia. Uh, wait, what? Now this? <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm about to say are his greatest crimes. Yeah. It just says here. Yes. That he yes. was involved in two things that I find unconscionable. Yes. Yes. I know these are the Academy Awards. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. He must be why Driving Miss Daisy won. He must be why Forrest Gump wins. And due to his actions, the Buffalo Bills never won a no. Super Bowl for four consecutive <laughs> years where they won. Which, per the game that is happening right now, a live score update. Yeah, the Chiefs are up five. Josh okay. Allen threw a touchdown pass that went 57 yards in the air, though, which is insane. Uh, but yeah, the cigarette smoking man, he like, you know, blew a like wind gun at Scott Norwood's kick or whatever. <laughs> uh, he also uh, drugged the Soviet goalkeeper before the miracle on ice. <laughs> ice yeah. And then in the most blase <laughs> voice imaginable. Uh, and also he was executing extraterrestrials that survived landing on American soil. Yeah, they with his all. bare hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just this guy Steven isn't, he's, these he's literally like strangling the alien <laughs> or shooting the alien. Is he the comedian from Watchmen? So it's kind of yeah, that's kind of the vibe. So this is all an account that was told by the lone gunman from some like document that they found or whatever. Like yeah, even so, even in the show, it's like this may be hyperbolized. Yeah, but I do like that after that episode. That's just canonically what he did. That's his history. The way that episode ends is great too, because what it's the lone gunman, like talking to Mulder, I believe about it. And the cigarette smoking man is like, got an earpiece in and is listening to all of this while a gun is trained on them. Like he's going to assassinate them and then decides like, no, I'll let them live. Unfortunately, he was only 16 years old when uh, Around the World in 80 Days won Best Picture, so I can't pin that one on the cigarette <laughs> smoking man. So my struggle 
four. Four. My struggle and IV. I can't believe they let him write three more of those after what he did in Germany. <laughs> uh are we going with Nausgaard or are we going I'm with going Hitler? With, with I Hitler. need the I need the through line. Uh, Chris Carter on a on a spectrum. If the spectrum is Hitler and Nausgaard, <laughs> unfortunately, Chris Carter is closer to the Hitler end of the spectrum. <laughs> These are your own, you're one of the two. Everyone on this podcast is a Nausgaard. So it was like but, the first like seven minutes of this episode exposition of like stuff that had happened previously in the reboot yeah well stuff. Travis yeah, this mythology stuff was so split up to like season 10 is a is a season in which <laughs> there are like two or three standalone episodes that are okay and then three mythology episodes that are all dog shit Travis yeah, yeah, don't answer something. this if you've already looked it up I have not the actor who played William Slash Jackson oh I did look up that guy did you see who, who his, his parents, parents were. were her? Yes. No, oh. I did not see who his parents were. I was just like, what else this guy in? I feel like okay, then Paul, don't answer this question. Yes. Now, how do we word? I want to word it in. I want to loop it back to one of the parents. Which one? The one. Because because uh, one was the one mentioned. that's the reason why Hillary lost the election. Uh, I was thinking the other wow. one because the, they were their most famous role is a movie that was mentioned earlier in this podcast. <laughs> Wait, this kid is Susan Sarandon's son. It's oh, yeah. Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's awesome. Okay, he yeah. kind of looks a little like Tim. I guess I can see he does, that. He looks a little bit more like Tim. Susan Sarandon is not where I would have. I would uh, not have What was Susan really disorienting for me? The best hits out there, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut it what down. Was, <laughs> what was very disorienting for me was going to this Wikipedia page earlier today for this episode and seeing that the. The link for Miles Robbins had already been like I'd already been to his Wikipedia page, <laughs> and I was like, I have no memory of this. And then I like looked, and I was like, Oh, he was in one of those dumb Christmas movies I watched. I hate when you have that when you're like, Oh, I've been on this page before, and I don't know. He why. was in Let It Snow. He was in Let It Snow. Did you also watch that one? Yeah, uh, last year. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, film. not great. A lot of people in that one though. You know, That's true. Like, oh. Wow, Miles Robbins has worked as a disc jockey. Didn't that's, know that yeah, that's, full term ever got used anymore. That's Twice. kind of his only thing is like that and like a couple bit rolls in his in his current psychedelic pop band, Pow Pow Family Band. He performs as a character called Millie, a disgruntled housewife with an affinity for dresses and red lipstick. I am so curious based on that description of what it must be like to be at a powwow fan. Was it pow powwow family band? The pow pow family pow, band. Pow family band show. But I will never listen to psych rock. And so. like he Robinson appeared stranded there, but they're not near each other because I mean I have no idea they're post divorce. So first of all, he appeared in the get down as DD Ramon, which yes, the get down of course was the Baz Luhrmann uh, Netflix series that had 11 episodes and each episode and the, the it had it was two parts 11 episodes and it cost 120 million dollars and it was about like the origins of hip-hop right like that was yes the thing. from baz lerman the man you want to do oh, he that. said my friend Dahmer. i've seen that movie oh he was he, the, the 2018 halloween he's in that's what I yeah yes yes that's the other thing that uh i would have recognized him from it also says here <clears throat> that he was in a film adaptation of Taipei by Taolin, the worst book I've ever read, which was released under the title High Resolutions uh, on Showtime. Oh, man, I'm going to have to find this. Uh, anyways, 
Miles Robbins. My struggle plays. part for he plays Jackson Vandekamp. Bree Vandekamp's illegitimate son from Desperate Housewives. And he has what is his power set? It's he has like telekinesis and And he can turn into like a Resident Evil boss. No, no that's that is an illusion. He is projecting a, illusions. Oh, yes. That so is my he, determination, is that he he's, is... He's illusions and also the power to make people bleed, but not too badly, apparently, given that that kid was bleeding from his ears and his nose and was For mostly fine. For a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just kind of looking around like, what's everyone looking at? Yeah, I was so... I and was he like, also his, had just been punched in the head like 20 times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he explodes, no, I, the, explodes those feds at the end, oh, that's, though, right, that's he does, he does. fucking sick. <laughs> I was also just like, this was so not the vibe of X Files. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has episode. he has a full um, like um, kinesis power suite. He's got telekinesis. <laughs> it seems to have some form of telepathy. Some, uh, you know, some like dream related uh, abilities as well. And then clearly, what can uh, what is illusions? Because that form only clearly. ever. Like, Clearly. He's never using that, like, he turns into that horrific creature, but it's only ever for fright reactions, kind of as like a, you know, as a as a jump scare sort of yeah, thing. He's he never like, using it offensively. Girls, but... Yeah, he's never using it offensively. It's because it's just, it's an illusion. Yes, and the reason they do that is because earlier in the season, that just shows up, like that episode where he scares the shit out of those girls with this, his weird, like, shark tentacle monster thing that looks like a Jinji Ito thing. Yeah. Um, that's why they they reference that. But yes, otherwise, yeah, you have no idea who the fuck this is. Throwing throwing file of you guys. What do you know about X Men mental powers? <laughs> they think uh, they explicitly reference and. Uh, yeah, you know why they explicitly reference the X Men? Because they're Fox property. Because it's Fox. Yeah, it's Fox. Because <laughs> they uh, could be like, you're like one of them Avengers, kid. They're like, no, no, no. Listen, you got to remember, Dark Phoenix is coming out this year. <laughs> he should have been like. One of them new mutants, and they're like, "Nah, this movie's not coming out for another three years." <laughs> yeah, soon to be critically acclaimed, Dark Phoenix. <laughs> you're just like uh, uh, you're like that Jessica Chastain in that movie. She's got no eyebrows. It's really the only thing I remember about Dark Phoenix is she doesn't have eyebrows. I love the X Men. That's the only thing I remember about that whole fucking was movie. Was that was that one produced by the child rapist? Sorry, that's alleged the, child that's rapist. That's the one that he leaves, and okay. then like. They all have to like, ah, we're just gonna figure this out. Okay. Um, and uh, and then apparently the guy that they get to do that is everyone loves so much. That's why a bunch of like they're like, oh, he's just a great guy. That's why a bunch of these people signed on to be in the three five five, that uh, spy film that came out two weeks ago that no one else here even remembers uh, exists, but has I just heard so it was many. Terrible. Yeah, and has so many famous actors in it. Anyways. <sighs> My struggle part four. Yeah, you see uh, William, uh, the son. Okay. Was uh, this an... Im- <sighs> My question has been answered. My question has been answered. I was going to say, so was this like a character that had existed in some capacity a bunch before? Uh, I, yeah. Yeah and no th- is what it seems I think he be. was introduced in this season, but they did... He is offspring that results from a reveal in like the end of season seven. I think Matt, is that correct? Where where Scully is pregnant? Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's season seven, maybe earlier. But yes, it is like it, he is the kid that Scully was pregnant with 
sometime in the middle of the run of the original series yeah. but they never do anything with because that kid just disappears yes was julian anderson actually pregnant at that time and they were like Let's no she was in. she was actually pregnant in season two and they that's why they write her out and bring alex kytrak so but but you're he's not me, important <laughs> you're telling yeah. me you're telling me a, a believer in the fantastic and a, a redheaded woman have a child that is then promptly forgotten about, raised by other people, and comes back as a messiah-like figure? Folks, it is the X-Men. Are you, um, is this Cable? Are you trying to insinuate that I'm this saying is cable? that William is Cable. Oh, and he's yeah, okay. got vast telekinetic powers <laughs> that powers, I don't yeah. really understand. But I'm like, I, I guess that's the case. Anyways, cool. yeah, he's... Um, you see him reflecting on his difficult childhood. I have no idea if any of this is clips or all new it's, material. I don't have any idea either. It's all new um, material. The first, Why? Like, the first 10 minutes of this felt so much like a previously on episode yeah. that I was like, what is happening yeah, that's, here? Yeah. Because the mythology is so fucking convoluted, like in order to onboard you back to like having any fucking idea what they're talking about, they have to show you 10 minutes of clips of random shit. Because the mythology was good when it was just like, all right, there's some black oil and it infects <laughs> people cool. <laughs> and now they're possessed by yeah. the black oil um, wow. and it may or may not be uh, to try to prevent like to like inoculate people against the plague that aliens or the people who are teaming up with the aliens want to unleash upon the world. Um, anyway, we're going to do four more seasons. Forget about <laughs> yeah. the black oil. Also, the super soldiers, also the smallpox vaccine. I don't oh, know. I forgot about We're just I forgot it. about the super soldiers. Anyway, after all this exposition, I do like a obviously at least finally we got the theme song because we didn't the first one. I love that they did not update the images of the theme. That it's still just they? like clearly from nineteen ninety three, like the yeah. FBI badge shots and and them get getting into that building or whatever, and then I guess the only thing that changes instead of saying I want to believe it says like Salvatore Mundi at the end. Yeah, well, that's, that's a comment. That's like it says Kiai Mundi at the end. It says Kiati Mundi. He's here. <laughs> that's what happened. You ever hear to the that really d- tall head alien? <laughs> <laughs> you ever hear about the the polygamous alien? <laughs> no, they they do, they do do that in a couple episodes where they replace the I want to believe with or the, it's the truth no is out there. Yeah, the truth is out there. Sorry. I will I will wait until we're done talking about this, but I do have an interview that Chris Carter did um, oh, oh that God. has six six summaries of of this episode in particular Sick. of like, like if he was just like if you were to have six takeaways from this episode and they're all fucking like, you will be every, quizzed on this later every single one of them is one where it's like Chris oh Carter God. you're uh, that's another foot you're going to be buried underground uh, so um, Mulder and Scully get a call from Monica Reyes and they're like. William's been taken into custody. This episode does not seem to be in any coherent chronological sense. No, doesn't matter. Gish is no back, though, baby. Anytime. If if I can set the Please. stage a little bit from the so season ten ends, and like there is a global plague. Mulder is on a bridge, dying of the plague. Season eleven opens, and it's like actually this is all a dream that Scully had. And she's had a premonition, a premonition of a future of a plague spreading around the world, a plague uh, created by uh, the government to like eradicate as many humans as possible to make way for the aliens to colonize our planet, which is like an ongoing X-Files mythology plot. Everyone on this podcast other than Paul is basically (laughs) nodding like, of course, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's what's happening now, like obviously. So 
Right. That's why yeah, I said it's her premonition was correct. <laughs> COVID. Um, yes. Yes. She was like, "We have to take out John Prine. He knows too much." <laughs> <laughs> it all spiraled from there. But yeah, that's also why everything seems um, very confused. And I really wish I would just go back to the episode where the sushi robots wanted to kill uh, Mulder and Scully because they did not tip. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Was that a Kirby enthusiasm crossover that they did? What the fuck? That is an earlier season this episode. Honestly, that's uh, probably my favorite reboot episode. It's so fun. It's very good. It's so fucking funny. There's I I don't think anybody speaks in the entire episode, also. It's like it's maybe Scully and Mulder talk, but yeah, it's mostly just them running away from like Amazon drones that are trying to kill them. Because it's it's literally what if what if the robots unionized? I don't think I want to watch X-Files, but I do think I want to listen to, to Matt and Paul talk about this X-Files is, for ages. You, now you know what it's like when we used to get you drunk and be like, what's going on in the Marvel Universe these days? Talk. <laughs> and you're like, so uh, Spider-Man <laughs> is Doc Ock. And you're like, so you know, he's like, no, 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 listen, listen, Doc Ock took over his body and banished Spider-Man to the Shadow Realm, and now he's Spider-Man. Anyway, tell me more about the, the global pandemic. Um... Being, yeah. well, being uh, brought to you by Joel McHale. <laughs> oh my God! He's, I don't he's have a good the info soup took a guy. turn. <laughs> it's all conspiracies now. I don't have a problem with Joel McHale, but he is so disorienting whenever he appears to me. Yeah, Tad O'Malley. <laughs> I'm just what like, a That's name! Joel Mc- it was introduced, I think, in the first episode of season ten. Yeah. He's not a long-running character. This is a new character. Like it's it literally that, like, like Mulder has gotten into. In some way. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, it's like the X Files were shut down, and Mulder's now just like writing into uh, right wing chat shows. Yeah, <laughs> Mulder on Rogan would be one of the most incredible podcasts ever done. I can't stop thinking about the Joe Rogan Novik Djokovic theoretical one, where it's just like you're telling me it goes fifteen and then thirty. And <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and then it goes to forty, and no one. This doesn't bother anyone. They just this is just how it happens. And he's like, yeah, that's what's the one I'm telling you. There's zero, fifteen, thirty, forty. Hold on, isn't it also in tennis? It's forty, and then you win, or if you're tied, it becomes deuce. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then you got it. All right. And, and then you get advantage. Advantage. Yeah. What the I hell? This, I learned all this from Mario, of course. Yeah. Uh, my struggle four. Where were we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Call from Monica. They're like your son's in custody. It's at a government warehouse in in Maryland. This actually happens like later in the episode, but the recap is told chronologically. It's Sc- hard to follow. Scully, who's been struggling <clears throat> with illness and visions of the future by way of her psychic link with William, of, of course. course, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, he's not going to be there, and Mulder's like, well, maybe he is. And so he infiltrates the building, but is forced to kill the agents and Mr. Y. This was the other reason uh, why I was like, this doesn't fit the X-Files is Mulder goes on a fucking killing spree in this episode. Is that a thing yeah. that happens in mid-season X-Files episodes? No. He's no, just fucking doming people. He's like a fucking... He, he is a Liam little bit Neeson. casual about killing people compared to like what you would expect from a show like this. But he's... Yeah, it's not normally like headshot like blood explosion it certainly kind of is not the the sweet like he confronts that guy and a dude docks on the door and he spins kills him and then immediately spins back around and just fucking like yeah. headshots that dude right, he kills three dudes in <clears throat> one I, I don't remember. my guy turns into john wick somewhere in between yeah. this yeah 
And it's like, no one is buying this from current Duchovny. Also, he's wearing, like, such a terrible hoodie. Just (laughs) the... Just you know that hoodie costs like eight grand though. Yeah, still has luck. You know it stinks now. It smells like blood. But yeah, so he's like, I've got no trace of my son, except also it's not. As we later learn, it's not his son. It's his brother. (sighs) It's his son brother. I yeah, I guess there is a late X Files reveal that the cigarette smoking man may actually be Mulder's father. He was saying he's like everyone's dad. Like, so he's, he's also Mal- William's father. Yeah, CSM is everybody's father, um, except Scully. <laughs> but it's not. A lot of them aren't CS- direct. CSM like is Yahweh. He's created us all. I mean, it's it's not like oh yeah, he's boning these people. It's like no, he's having them abducted and artificially inseminated with his own material. Why? <laughs> yeah, oh, his own material. Why say it like he's that? not oh. like. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry. My understanding is that this was supposed to be like this was like okay, she's got a kid and they're like it's F- it's Mulder's kid. And then they're just like kid's gone. And then this season is where they're like CSM's kid. Yes, that's a that was like a retcon in this season. Like if you watched the original run, you were like they had a kid and the kid disappeared. It's unclear like, like, no, the kid CSM's kid disappeared. It's unclear. Which is why it's part of the reason why I said that the the uh maybe most classic fan theory of the X-Files, uh, at least yeah, among the people that I talked about it with in like high school, they were boning off screen. We, they just, the show chose not to show the relationship that they very clearly had because they had a child together. And then they retconned even that by making CSM Williams father. I mean, they definitely boned. Like, well, I, yeah, yes, a hundred percent. They bound. I think just like CSM managed to get his way in there and really f- fuck it up. <laughs> so what happened was uh, Scully was going they did to the Houdini get- with CSM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole thing where like cigarette smoking man may also be Mulder's sister's father. And that's why he had her cloned. And there's like a million of them living on like a bee colony. In oh, Canada. Right. So, wait. I'm just trying to. That's, is that Jupiter ascending? Uh, so, um, how much better would this episode have been? Listen, the kid's going around town. And he's killing people. It's like a bad YA novel. It's like Fire Starter by Stephen King, but shitty. I don't know what to tell you. I don't think any of us yeah. liked it or cared. How much better would this be, though, if in the final moment when she was just like, wasn't your son and explains it all, if Mulder's reaction was like, so that was my brother, but also kind of my son? <laughs> that's brother like you raised as a son. That's But didn't raise? That was my There's- half-brother? But also kind of my stepson, I guess. And then it just like slowly fades out as he continues to name the possible relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be a lot better. Yeah. The drone shot just gets further and further away. <laughs> so like, is he like a cousin? <laughs> is this like, didn't this happen in Gossip Girl? There was someone who was like the, the three quarters sibling or no. some shit. Uh, I remember us it was that we arguing about got that. confused about and argued about for like 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, so he pretends to turn into an alien monster, freaks people out. He's so not sympathetic, this horrible child, as he's like, yeah, yeah I realized I had power, so I used him to beat up people, and then I became a criminal. And you're like, so you did cool stuff? And then you just see him cause... You did a- that movie Chronicle? 
yeah. yes it is kind of like that where he's just like yeah uh the, the car crash thing feels like a callback to a season three episode the Why, uh, well let Black. me guess let me guess where it turns out that all of the stoplights have been ta- in town have been replaced with aliens that happen to look exactly <laughs> like stoplights and it's all mischievous <laughs> teens have you heard of the misleading traffic cop alien <laughs> uh and it's the episode where Jack Black's best friend, played by um, oh shit, what's the uh, uh, Giovanni Ribisi, like. played by Giovanni Ribisi. Yes. Okay. And he was struck by lightning, and that has caused a chemical imbalance in his blood that now allows him to control electricity. And so he entertains himself by causing traffic accidents in his podunk town. That's electro. If he didn't live in New York City. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, half to, of X-Files seems to be, what if this superhero didn't live in a, in New York City and thus and is just like... was in like Iowa. Yeah, and just is like, I guess I just am going to fuck around. Yeah, uh, and he's just like, he's like, I'm going to cause traffic af- accidents and try to sleep with my boss's wife. Go off, King. <laughs> uh, Scully contacts right-wing online webcaster Tad O'Malley. And <laughs> Perfectly named. And she's just like, hey, there's a man-made pathogen from an alien virus. It's gonna get released, and um, it's gonna kill everyone. You, you gotta, you gotta let the people know. It's gonna be the death is coming for us all. And this is the part where I'm like, sick. Yeah, man. She's like, there's I, gonna be, <laughs> there's gonna be a pandemic, and I was like, of course there is. Yeah, man. I do like the part where Skinner confronts Scully, and is like, Mulder has been talking to this fucking right wing freak. And his source is a government agent, and she's like, "That was me. I was the source." <laughs> I do like that. He also he he started the conversation by saying, "I've been getting my ass chewed. <laughs> I've been getting my ass eaten out by the head of residency at Grey's Anatomy." In Grey's Anatomy, you know, is that is that Kirsch? Kirsch is yeah, huh? Yeah, I, I was like, where do I recognize? Who's now that technically as you know, all star because he shows up in private practice for a second when they do the like. Here's what happened on Grey's Anatomy. You are so me- that is you are absolutely correct. Welcome, yeah. hoist the that jer- jersey, <laughs> hoist the jersey. I gotta pull up the spreadsheet. <laughs> Nothing. You can, you that can one. thank Alex for reminding me of that. I uh, recognize wow. that he was, was like, from Grey's Anatomy. Grey's. But you're right. I forgot that he briefly appears. I believe in a wow. flashback. But you are correct. Has anyone got anything else they want to say about my struggle before we get to the end? Because it kind of just is there. Then uh, Mulder goes to see goes to see William in a hotel room. There's a truck where the trucking company is Millennium uh, that William and is riding. This in, truck driver which, has the like I've smoked eight packs of cigarettes a day for forty years. Ass voice like. Yeah, yeah, he gets picked up by Tom Waits or whatever. He's like, "You're like one of them X Men's." Hey, you're one of them X Men's, there, kid. Uh, apparently, I and can only like, make I'm him tell Kinesis to make you listen to thrash metal, and then I'm gonna do a spooky monster at you to crash the truck. Y- yeah, I don't Take know why. Mulder, but then he doesn't just. I don't understand why he just does because it's being tailed by the agent or whatever. He's or by, bad. He's, he's by Mulder. By Mulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he doesn't realize that Mulder's his dad. But also right. Mulder isn't uh, his Mulder dad. does have to explain that later in the hotel room. And then he also doesn't realize that Mulder's also not his dad. <laughs> <laughs> but he does know he hates it's his like, dad. He didn't even say my name is Fox Mulder. I'm your father. He was just like, I'm Mulder. 
He could have worked yeah. on that. He he should have spent yeah. at least like ten minutes in the car. Well, he was like he no. The prepping. thing is, he had he had a whole speech ready, and then he got there, and then he's just, just like, "I'm Mulder, your dad." Ah, fuck. And then later he's like, "I guess I'm not. I'm Mulder, but I'm not your dad." And cigarette smoking man needs him because he's the key to the future. Yes. Unclear. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, and they're just like, yeah. yeah. What is his nefarious plan? Is it to help the alien invasion? Is that the yeah? Thing so, that you're so about yeah. in the original series, the cigarette smoking man is part of a conspiracy, including uh, like a bunch of other high-ranking people who who want to help the aliens colonize Earth because with this, they think it's the best. Oil? They think it's the best way for humanity to survive. Is kind of their. Like they're like, if we don't do this and let like help them, then the aliens are just gonna kill all the humans. Anyway, uh, he blows up those dudes' heads. Yeah, whatever. They it's, whole fucking it's, bodies. It's it's the thing that absolutely is the least X Files thing because the X Files for the the most part has been a show that thrives on that ambiguity there of like, okay, Mulder is always right. Like every time Mulder's <laughs> just like, is it? It's you know. Um, Oh, it's it's the seawater makes you old because it it, it uh, is corroding your. It's got too many hydroxyls, free hydroxyls in it, and it ages you. You're telling me that the X Files was had old in it. Yes, there is an episode where they just. Yeah, it's, it's a boat that makes you old. There's yes. a boat that makes it's a boat, and the only way to survive is by drinking the piss water. Yes. <laughs> Being a writer for the X Files must have ruled. You just did cocaine, and we're like, "What if this was? What, what, how about this?" There's, there's a whole episode where it's just like, "What if cockroaches were like evil, and maybe <laughs> robots?" <laughs> <laughs> and a whole and a whole town just loses its fucking mind. But that part's amb- ambiguous. <laughs> yes, it's all ambiguous. That's that's exactly how it ends. Oh yeah, the fucking bee expert person that comes in later in the mm-hmm. show. We're just saying fuck it to my struggle for it. It's just names, X-Files plots. <laughs> Love to remember some plots. So the ATM telling the guy, kill them all. <laughs> um, uh, that so, episode, that episode rules. Cause it's just Mulder getting a phone call, like a text at the end on his phone that does not get text. And it just says bye for now. <laughs> while like, while, that, while that, that guy did like the Texas uh, sniper incident. <laughs> what even? I love this show so much. Did they have a nine uh, eleven episode X Files? It's why the Lone Gunman got canceled, right? I believe so. Really? Yes, I think so. So yeah, um, uh, Scully's like uh, he's gonna die. Everyone's gonna die. Skinner, you gotta help me. And she's like, you know, here's where we here's where you gotta go. And and you know they they go to uh, like a fucking warehouse or whatever. I don't know some boring set that they could shoot at. Yeah, it's a warehouse. Some distinct. It, they go to one of the warehouses. It, Paul, you played Mass Effect One. They go to one of those, like you know, it's the 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 all of the levels in Mass Effect One where you have to go to like an alien base, and all they do is move the crates around. They go to yes. that spot, and yeah, uh, they ju- it's like they just like recycled it. Yep, and and uh, she gets to talking with Mulder, <clears throat> and he's like, "You got to let him go." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, you, you, "You know, he knows he loves you." And she's like, "How does he know?" And then Mulder walks in. He's like, "Hey, guys." And she's like, what? <laughs> and then he runs off because it turns out that that was William as Mulder with his illusions. 
there's a part that some point and i again the, the timeline is murky but there's a point where mitch Pelegi gets run down by monica this reyes is, and the smoking man yeah this is this is right yes. now okay uh where yeah, i thought she got blown up in the hotel room is that a different person that got blown up in the hotel room was that barbara hershey got blown up by yes Ryan? yes Skinner realizes they've been followed by Reyes and Cigarette Smoking Man. Cigarette Smoking Man forces the car to run Skinner down. He shoots at the car and kills Reyes and attempts to outrun the car, but is crushed between the two, which is not how the I... shit that they did to fucking Reyes in this um, season. What the fuck? So was she good and then they made her evil? Is that... Yeah, she was, like, she, like, was, she was brought in to, like, try to solve FBI crimes with astrology or whatever. <laughs> Is it she? Isn't she with Doggett? Right? They were like, "Well, Duchovny's gone, so we're bringing in Robert Patrick." Yeah. And then Scully doesn't really want to oh, do yeah. this all that much anymore, so we're going to bring in Monica Reyes. Yes. And but like once they settle into that, it's a different show. It's not really the X Files, but it is fun. It's still really good. Like it's still clearly the same team of writers coming up with the same dumbass ideas, just with two totally different characters. I'm just thinking about how. Uh, I like that Robert Patrick is on this show. That's good. Uh, that's cool for him. Good for him. Uh, he's the lead of this show for here's a, while. That's, a fun. That's a little too much responsibility, maybe, for Robert Patrick. Here's actually. A, f- a fun. I'm going to keep going back. Real to this wiffle episode. ball Tony in charge of the whole barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ever uh, heard of the uh, sp- like sporting goods store uh, alien that gets in trouble with the mob? <laughs> um, Robert Patrick, his brother, is the lead singer of the band Filter. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. whose song Hey Man Nice Shot was f- featured in the episode with Jack Black and Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> and of course it's <laughs> about Bud Dwyer. We live inside the <laughs> yes, flat circle. Bud Dwyer. <laughs> uh, so uh, the cigarette smoking man confronts what we think is Mulder and, the, and he's like, you really shoot your firstborn? And the cigarette smoking man, or he's like, you'd kill your firstborn and cigarette smoking man's like, shot my second son too. Remember fucking... <laughs> What was his name? Jeffrey? Yeah, Jeffrey Jackson. Spender. Yeah. Yeah. So he does, he shoots him like right the fucking head. And then he, he falls into the water and you're like, damn, what a, what a tragic ending for our hero Fox, Fox Mulder. Except then he steps out and he's like, hey, asshole, or whatever, and unloads <laughs> a full clip in this dude. Like, shoots him six or seven times. More times then- than should be necessary. <laughs> This man is super dead. Super he's dead. Holding up. He's like, super did he dead. Throw him down some stairs at some point earlier in this like, I, in this show the thing, too. The cigarette smoking man is both he like takes a beating. William B. Davis as an actor and also the cigarette smoking man is like ninety years old in this. Yes. <laughs> and the fact that he like fell down some stairs and then was shot like seven times and did immediately expire <laughs> is. <laughs> I mean, good, more they power still had to, to him. push him into the water. <laughs> right. I truly thought this whole episode that he was supposed to be an alien. So I was like, I guess it makes sense that he's just like holding up after all these shots. But part of me feels like he should be doing even better. And then they're just like, fuck you. We're pushing you off a dock. And then not and very then, far. Well yeah. deserved. And, and then and Scully shows up to be like, that wasn't your son. But mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> He says, end of show. Even though I'm like end 60 of show, years old. He also. says, but what, what am I now if I'm not a father? Which is wild since he was never the father to this kid. <laughs> but he didn't know that. No, but no, no. But I mean, like he never raised him. 
Right. Yes. Like his identity is finding that's, this kid. I feel like that's like honest autobiographical to <laughs> <of> me. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was a deadbeat dad. Turns out I wasn't even the dad part. Was <laughs> But yeah, and then she's just like, you are a father. And then like takes his hand and places it on her. And he's like, that's impossible. And she's like, I know. He's like, that's impossible. And I was like, so what? Like, did she get like something happened to her? And he's like, yes. that's impossible. And I was like, also, she's like 55. She's 53. Yeah. It's, it's She's 53. And also they had established before that she should not have been able to get pregnant for some, for whatever reason. Cause she got abducted by aliens in season yeah. two. They also gave her cancer. And, like for like most of, she the was show. supposed to be immortal. Like, There's a fun yeah. bit where, where Scully was supposed to be immortal and they retcon that, but they still <laughs> reference it. It's cool. Um, if you would like visual accompaniment for the back half of this episode, listener, just put up the blinking white guy gif and just just look at it every now and then, <laughs> right when they say something about what happens in an episode of X Files or what was the plan for X Files. Here's, here's here's a quote. Um, here's a quote from an interview with uh, X Files creator Chris Carter from TV Insider. Let's talk about Scully's revelation that she's pregnant with Mulder's baby. Are we to assume that this is a result of their quote reunion earlier in season 11? Quote uh, reunion? Yes. Carter right. replies, yes. Reunion is a very polite way to say it. Um, TV Insider. The way Scully shared her pregnancy news was reminiscent of the season 7 episode of Requiem where she said of her then pregnancy with William, it's impossible. Carter, it's the same thing. I mean, Scully is 53 years old on the series, and as she told Mulder in episode three of this season, that journey's over. So this comes as a shocker in every way. But as Scully has experienced a miraculous pregnancy before, it's got to be, while a shock, a deja vu. Sure. What the fuck, man? Literally just reduced down to, like, how many babies can can Scully pop out? man? Uh, He also makes a fucking Maury Povich reference. Of course. later, Later in this interview. Those are the six takeaways. Ah, of course. Six uh, takeaways. Yeah, the six six takeaways are alert Murray Povich, Scully's pregnant, and this time Mulder is the father. Don't make William mad or he'll explode you. Parkour is a viable means of escape. Mm -hmm. Cigarette smoking man has no problem with shooting his own son. Mulder totes kills his dad. William is immortal. William is immortal. Perfect. Because that um, is how the how the episode ends is yeah. the reveal that he 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 comes up from out of the water with a bullet still in his head, but he's alive and fine. And I wanted him to walk on the fucking water, and they, yeah, they were they too chicken shit to give that to us. Yeah, atrocious episode. Uh, really, really bad. F F grade. Did not really enjoy this, but I do need to bring up. A bit that has been requested, a, a, a bit that was previously introduced, and another important follow-up. On the, was he? Was Henry Rollins in <laughs> X Files? No, no. Henry Rollins. Uh, I would have believed if he was though. Ah, and you know why? Oh, is he the one gunman? Because Henry Rollins had discussions with Fox executives about having a reoccurring role on the popular sci-fi series X-Files, but was instead then brought on to be the host of Night Visions, a horror anthology show they had. It went ran for one season. But Henry Rollins, almost on X-Files. He was too good in the interview, and they were like, we should get you a show, not just reoccurring role. Have you ever heard of the 80s hardcore alien? <laughs> 
I'm imagining Alex Krychek as Henry Rollins. Oh, dude. <laughs> the spoken word alien. <laughs> so that was The X-Files. A show that I'm like, sure, yeah. I mean, the best pitch for the X-Files was doing this episode and hearing you guys say a bunch of things. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you don't want to watch more. Like, I just am like, you like comics. Like, I do. every single thing Paul's doing. Yeah, I, yeah just... and this is the stuff that sounds good. The parts that I watched was like, sure, okay, whatever. Like, I've seen this kind of thing better. I have not seen... Yeah. The pilot's uh, Paul, not well, that interesting. The finale is awful. Paul, can you lay another one on me? Just another random X-Files uh, um, right off the dome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how about the episode where Mulder's stand-in plays a fake psychic and also Peter Boyle is there? Wait, what do you mean stand-in? Like his his like uh, stunt actor. Like they they were just like let's get Mulder's like let's get Duchovny's stunt actor in here to play oh, the stu- Warlock here the stupendous Yappy and Peter Boyle's in there to mispronounce Lollapalooza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell us how we're gonna find that Lollapalooza. Paul, thanks for coming on and and filling this back spot for us. Uh, where can people find more stuff from you? What you got? Um, so I also do uh, a podcast with a uh, friend of the podcast, Nicholas. Future Rube. guest should have been should have been here. Tried to get him to come on mid episode. He <laughs> chickened out. Um, called Think, a podcast uh, for learning. Um, it is not as punctual. That's how <laughs> I would put that. <laughs> but there are often um, Twitch streams. Yes, we also we often do Twitch streams about whatever and usually wind up going off tangent to talk about star wars um i also play uh bass and various other instruments in form of uh sound making in a band called upstairs uh which you can find uh at a spotify you can find at upstairsuk.bandcamp.com yes true you can find us on bandcamp uh, and that's pretty much it. Love, I was uh, just last night. I uh, was uh, struggling sleeping, and I put on uh, Miramar as I laid there in bed because I love that song, and that's my recommendation. Next week, though, we're going to have a different recommendation because I believe Matt, you will be up. Yeah, Matt, tell us what do we got on the docket for next week. Next week, I've been thinking about the leads of this show uh, for multiple reasons and things that I have watched recently or I'm going to watch recently. We are going to be diving into Party of Five. (laughs) Ah, yes, of course. Travis, you want to you want to tell us about Party of Five? Sure. I think I think I can try. I am going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Travis, you tell me everything you think you know. About Party of Five, starting now. Party of Five was a 90s, I want to say it's like a comedy drama with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt among a group of, is it five kids who are like the children of like the president or something? Or maybe it's the president's family and it's like the three kids or some other politician. Uh, truly, that is all I know. Jennifer Love Hewitt was in it. All right, that's time. We'll be back next week to... Not watch the show Travis described. 
Yeah. Is that not what it's about it's, at all? There, there are five. five. There are five there people. There are five and children. And, <laughs> and Jennifer, Jennifer Love Hewitt is it? Is in it? But the president has nothing to do with Party of Five. But I can't wait for us to figure out where Travis came up with that. I idea. always thought the party thing was like a pun on like a political party or whatever. That was always what I assumed. Uh, party of Five, Travis, is about a family of five siblings who are forced to raise one another after their parents die in a car crash. Dang. That's and why the, we, you were like the president. I was like, is the oh person who dies? Jack's in the, hair looks amazing in this. Uh, is the person who's a, you know, who died in the car crash the president? Uh, <laughs> it's got Lacey Chabert. We all love Lacey Chabert for her Hallmark Channel films. Thanks, as always, to you, the listener. You can you know, find us wherever you... Well, wherever you listen to this podcast would be great. Find us you, where you find us. Yeah, find us where you find we'll us. We'll be there. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. We will never... Available, as I found this week, on Pocket Casts. Hey, Thank listen, God. we are... We are uh, <laughs> uh, you can find Paul, as we said, you know, at upstairsuk.bandcamp.com, and you can also find him at... Thimka Thimk the Podcast. Thimk the Podcast <laughs> or Thimk.tv or, or Twitch.tv slash Thimk. Uh... What else do I say at the end of this? Usually I say, Stephen, bring us home, but he's not here to bring us home. So instead, I'm just going to say, Matt, thanks once again for your wonderful work. Let's get this guy a, uh, a webby. Also, thanks to you for our wonderful theme song. Because again, welcome to the beginning and the end of this television show. Bye, y'all. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.